Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, call 5670560 toll free for Dave and Broward or pound 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Yeah. Wicked. All right. When the Nazis rain, they rain before Pat Buchanan. Yes. Now the KKK have good days because of Buchanan. Yeah. If you are yellow or purple, or God forbid brown, you'll be like Mussolini hanging upside down. You can lock and load your guns with hat in power. But if you want to kill those lights, step into the showers. And as you're breathing the gas and your rights are slipping away, aren't you glad that you voted for Pat today? Pat, you can't an asshole. 102 and 560 WQAM on a very strange Wednesday. Must be chronic Wednesday based on the last few minutes I heard they're in the worst team. Must be all chronic. Is that what it is? Uh-huh. Evidently. So uh, Suzanne Smith in Boynton Beach sends me a nice fax, but guess what, Suzanne? And I want to nip this in the bud because I don't want to waste any time here today with these people calling, oh, Neil, did you see that frontline thing on PBS about the Russian mafia and the National Hockey League and Papa? No, I did not see it because it was on CBC like two years ago, and it's an old rehash, and it's very old news, and it's much ado about nothing, in spite of what BFO was going on about this morning. Much ado about nothing, but thank you, Suzanne. Thank you for the fax. No, they're going to be, uh, you know, people wanting to talk about that, and I don't want to talk about it because it's uh, a bunch of crap. It's a bunch of stale old news, you know, like Mussolini's got a headache, stuff like that. Well, I guess Wilta Still won't have a, uh, and when they called him Wilta Still, I never really understood for sure what that meant. Now I think we know for sure. He won't have no more headaches. Sex claims spurred laughs and disdain. Will Chamberlain is dead at 63. The claim was shocking. Will Chamberlain said he had sex with 20,000 women. The revelation made him fodder for comedians and turned the Hall of Famer into a reference for sexual braggadocio. Maybe we'll find out today which guy in this audience has had sex with most women. What would be a believable number? Not in the thousands, certainly. Huh? Two, three dozen this week? In his 1991 biography, A View from Above, and he did mean above as in looking down there, looking down below, Chamberlain, well, when you're 7-1, everybody is underneath you. Chamberlain devoted an entire chapter to sex. He said that if he had to count his sexual encounters, he'd be closing in on 20,000 women. Oh! Yes, that's correct. 20,000 different ladies, he wrote. Not the same woman like over and over again because, you know, variety be the spice of life. 20,000 different bitches. I wonder if any of them were like coke whores. I bet you he didn't have to do coke whores, you know what I'm saying, O.J.? Anyway, at my age, that equals out to having sex with 1.2 women a day every, every day since I was 15. Where do you have sex with that point two of a woman, huh? I sure hope not in her. Rectum. God. The reaction was swift and severe. Chamberlain jokes abounded. They also became a lightning rod for those. Disc- well, if you have sex with 20,000 women, you must have a lightning rod. 
for those disgusted by his promiscuity. Arthur Ashe, of all people, harshly criticized Chamberlain and Magic Johnson, the former Lakers star who announced that he had contracted the AIDS virus months after Chamberlain's revelation. In his 1993 memoir, Ash said he didn't believe Chamberlain's claim. I felt more pity than sorrow for Will as his macho accounting backfired on him in the form of a wave of public criticism. But you know what? I don't think he cared about the public criticism. Do you? No. No, he just no, cared he about getting laid. laid. He was having a good time. See, I don't like goody two-shoes, you know? I don't, I don't like that. I just can't stand goody two-shoes. If he had sex with 40,000 women, that's his business. And if he had big enough balls to uh, brag about it, what's wrong with that? I guarantee you there was probably a lot more truth to that than a lot of you guys out there, especially these locker room types that are always bragging about how much they're getting laid who haven't gotten laid uh, maybe ever, in fact. You know what I'm talking about? Uh -huh. Yeah, you know the types. Oh, yeah, I did this one, I did. And, of course, they're not doing anybody except maybe themselves, maybe, if they can find it. So Wilter Stilt is dead, and, of course, we'll find out today if we got anybody in this audience can measure up to him. Of course, he was seven foot one. He was a very grotesque-looking guy. There's no question about that. As most seven, and there are very few seven-foot-tall guys who are good-looking. Let's face it. He was especially, I mean, imposing, gruesome-looking guy. But when you're seven-one, can you just imagine what he was dragging around? Here's Coral Springs. Hello. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Okay, sir. You just reminded me of that scene in Young Frankenstein where she, uh, Terry Gar said he must have had a large von Schmuckendor or something. Right, something like that. Yeah. So I have just a couple of quick points, and I'll let you go. I don't because I don't want to ruin the first call of the day. But vanilla ice cream. What's your? Why don't you like vanilla? And I'll get to Will. I like vanilla. I like Travolta. I even like Kate Winslet. Yeah, well, you have crappy taste. What can I say? I don't not, know. Everybody, not everybody can have good taste. I know. I know. Um, I think if you divide Will's rebounds by the number of women he slept with, you mm -hmm. can probably accumulate a, a good IQ in that sense. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. And maybe maybe the uh, trolls on a shopping spree. <laughs> Probably. At Dillard's with uh, with Warwick or Peter Warwick. I'm sorry, I can't. I keep confusing Warwick Dunn and Peter Warwick because, like I said the other day, and I'm the only one that pays any attention to these things. Don't you find it a little bit strange that the same college, the same university, uh, simultaneously they both did play together at the same time until Warwick Dunn be uh, moving on to the pros? But uh, I mean, what is that? All they need to do is have Dion Warwick come and sing the national anthem at their games now. So maybe that's where Spree was. He was on a shopping spree at Dillard's with those uh, other boys, with those other shows. Had some ugly stuff there in Montreal last night. It wasn't bad enough that the game was so bad. Oh, God, that was a horrendous game. But uh, Pavel Burry with a groin. Scott Mellonby with a scary, scary smash into the boards right at the uh, siren there at the end of the game with a concussion. I think seldom has any team won a game in the history of their franchise and had to be as costly as that win was for the Panthers last night. That was gruesome to watch. Of course, I got a little problem with ruts in the ice. How long have I been talking about that? I've been screaming about that, and nobody seems to care. And the season's not even two weeks old this year. Already, you got all these guys getting suspended for beating the crap out of each other, spearing and slashing, and uh, just all kinds of unconscionable, unacceptable crap. And you got all these guys getting injured already because the ice is so bad. That's why Bury went down. I mean, uh, you know, maybe people don't want to tell you that there was a rut in the ice. That happened here last year, the first game that he played here fell down a couple of times. You see it here all the time. Bad ice all over the league. Does Gary Bettman care? No. Anybody in the league care? No. No, it's only these guys' livelihoods. And the same thing happened to Mellonby there at the end. Rut in the ice. Boom. Down he went. Spinorama right with the head into the boards. It looked really scary. Just laid there, laid there for like an interminable time. Took him to the hospital in Montreal last night. 12.15, he walked out. He's got a concussion. Thank God, nothing worse than that. 
but a horrendous, grotesque scene to have to watch there last night. And the game wasn't too great either. Horrendous. We'll take the two points, thank you, but not too uh, pretty. Eight minutes after ten, we got more OJ stuff today. Oh, it never ends. It just never ends. It never be ended. And then we got Mayor Pingas all over the place. Nice going, CBS. Dave Mayer orders police to scrap spare guns. How do you like that? And he got caught with his guns down by CBS. That Mayor Pinger man. He's an asshole. Something you look at him and you know what he looks like? He looks like a stupid little twerp. Idiotic. Yeah, that too. And you know what? He looks like it because that's what he is. He's a little, punky, stupid, idiotic jerk. That's what he is. A little wise guy, a little dummy. Yeah, a little piece of crap. Most of us have had more meaningful stuff come out of our rectum in our lives than him. I wouldn't even dignify him by calling him a turd. That would be an insult to turds all over the world. That's what Jason said. You know, anal Jason that's either busy uh, dropping him or just uh, a facsimile thereof. What is his story, by the way? Why is he so anal? Oh, that's right. I forgot he's a sports nerd. Jewish. Jewish sports nerd. Kind of like, uh, what's his name? Clarence? No, no. Oh, oh and by the way, Clarence, Clarence. Stop, stop sucking Hank's ass so much, will you, Clarence? Jesus Christ. You know, and Hank yesterday, what what happened? Hank, he's, one day he's like rational, the next day he's regressing. Just when I think he's on the right road to recovery, he's back uh, sucking Eddie uh, Pope's ass again yesterday. Oh, Hank, come on. What a disgusting thought that is. Eddie the Pope rhymes with dope, hasn't written anything coherent in a 100 years. Even mentioned Eddie Pope, and everybody in town <laughs> laughed their ass off. And Hank was just had his head all the way in there yesterday. So I sure hope that the stuff he got off Jimmy doesn't rub off inside of uh, Eddie Pope. Oh, that was terrible, Hank. But anyway, you know, you're entitled to a bad opinion every now and then. I was on a business trip in the middle of... And I pulled into a diner with a... So I could call the boys back at the... But first I decided to get something that... I ordered the... But frankly, it was a little underdone. After a couple of minutes, I started to... And I had to make a... Straight for the... I proceeded to... My guts out. And when I came back out, I felt so bad that I decided to... My doctor. So I... Over to the... Picked up the... And called the operator. I gave her my doctor's number, and she told me I'd have to deposit big. So I told her I was out of change and that this was a medical. Well, she just. Oh, and then she. On me. After I got out of the hospital, I canceled my card, bought a big, and went down to the phone company to. Her brain's out. Look, I may be, but nobody's going to make it out of me. 1015 at 560 WQM. Hank will be on at 2. We got 6 o'clock to Bookster. Panthers at Toronto to play those Maple Leafs. Oh! 7 o'clock tonight. So the OJ saga continues. Now there's, uh, you know, and of course everybody else is a liar. It's kind of like around here. Everybody else is a liar except for OJ. Oh! Calls up 911, calls the police. They're playing the transcripts on every goddamn channel that's ever been invented and some that aren't on the air yet. They got it right there on tape. But, oh, it was a misunderstanding, and he never said it was her. It was some other girl, and he never said it was Pedro Guerrero. That was also a misunderstanding, and et cetera, and so on. Jesus Christ, talk about a bunch of neurotic crap. Just what we needed here in South Florida was more neurotic crap. Now the mom, and, of course, you remember the blonde, the uh, Nicole lookalike, the, the one in between, in between when he murdered uh, Nicole and then this one? The blonde that he was hanging out with that he supposedly was going off to the Bahamas to their love nest, and then their parents said, uh, she said, uh, well, I don't think so. Goodbye. 
and they kept talking about drugs and all the coke. How come that coke thing keeps uh, sticking its ugly uh, white nose into it everywhere he goes? Or is it the other way around? It keeps sticking its, uh, itself into his nose everywhere it goes. Yeah. Mom of OJ's girlfriend, I hope they break up. He should only croak, I think is what she means. The mother of O.J. Simpson's girlfriend, Christy Prody, said her daughter has been trying to break off the romance and even move to South Florida for a new life, but the former football star keeps pursuing her. Is the word pursuing or maybe stalking? Uh -huh. huh. She told me they weren't seeing each other, but she still talks to him, so that means he can still get to her and visit her. Kathy Belmore said on Tuesday from her Minneapolis home, I hope they break up. On Sunday, Simpson and Prody argued in the West Kendall, her West Kendall townhouse. Simpson called 911 seeking help, saying Prody was high on drugs. Prody, 26, who works in the skin care business, moved to South Florida from Los Angeles a couple months ago, and Simpson, 52, who still resides in California, is a frequent visitor to her leased unit. He's bringing her unit, his unit to her unit. On Tuesday, they were both explaining away the fight and pleas for help, saying it all been a big misunderstanding. Yeah. Right. Simpson, who flew back to Los Angeles, told KABC Television the incident had nothing to do with me and my girlfriend. And Prody echoed that outside her townhouse, saying the woman Simpson had described as being loaded out of her mind was not her, but a mutual female friend. Somebody else, I had nothing to do with it. But, but, the Miami-Dade County officer who responded to the disturbance call on Tuesday said, read my report, it's all there. Read my lips. In the report, Officer Alan de Jesus Quote, Simpson naming Prody and alleging she is the one with the drug problem. Prody's mother has done the same thing in several tabloid TV shows. She said the football star acquitted of the murder of ex-wife Nicole Brown Simpson and a friend is a bad influence on her daughter. Prody met Simpson almost three years ago while she worked as a cocktail waitress. I remember Fredo, he was banging cocktail waitresses two at a time. Customers couldn't even get a drink. She uh, didn't used to do drugs until they started hanging around together, Belmore said. How do you like that? Yeah, do we believe that? I don't know. Maybe she just uh, had a little nose problem. I have no idea. See, George has got this thing about coke whores, crack whores. I don't have a thing about them. I just know about them. Oh, well, that's what I'm talking about. You probably do some of them. Most of them. The, uh, that, alleged, coke. that alleged drug use, that doesn't make any difference. Probably some people around the building have some connections. Maybe they even have Pedro Guerrero's home phone number. That alleged drug use is what brought Miami-Dade police to the uh, townhouse on Sunday night. Uh, minutes earlier, Simpson had called 9-11, complaining that his girlfriend was under the influence, et cetera, and so on. And then it goes on about the Jesus gave him a domestic violence brochure and left with his partner. He had said, I got the impression he was going to look for Prody. Then the other article, the other article, even better. This is great. Two police officers arrived at the townhouse and found only Simpson there. In their report, they wrote, Mr. Simpson advised that he and his girlfriend, Ms. Prody, were having a verbal dispute. Mr. Simpson further advised that Ms. Prody was under the influence of an unknown substance. Mr. Simpson then advised Ms. Prody that he was going to take her to the hospital for treatment. At this time, Ms. Prody told Mr. Simpson that she was going to call police if he didn't leave. How do you like that? She was going to call the police if he didn't leave. Isn't this starting to sound awfully familiar again? Oh, man. Out of concern for Ms. Prody's safety, Mr. Simpson called 911. Ms. Prody then fled the scene in an unknown direction in the listed vehicle, a white 1997 Ford. A white 1997 Ford Mustang convertible. Damn it. 
Wouldn't that have been perfect if it would have been a white Ford Bronco? Oh, my God. We'd have been wetting our pants right now. A white Mustang convertible with California tags parked in front of Brody's townhouse was Monday, uh, Monday was leased in her name in 1997 record show. The officers gave Simpson a domestic violence brochure and then left. And now they're both saying, oh, we had nothing to do with that. It was somebody else, and uh, we don't know no Pedro Guerrero, and et cetera and so on. We don't know no Godfather. He was once in the olive oil business with uh, some crack hole, but other than that, he don't know God, no Godfather, and that's the end of that. Lies and bullcrap and just psychosis coming right here to your town, boys and girls. Just what we needed was another crazy person oh. day here. That's just what we needed. Just go away. Oh, man. That's what we say. Don't go away mad. Just go away. Oh, man. Just take all your crack hose and all your bullcrap and all your threats and 911 calls. Just take it someplace else. And the best part of it is they the Channel 4 interview yesterday where they interviewed her, so they got some other friend. He was either Haitian or like some, uh, I don't know, some Caribbean uh, jungle guy. They got him on there. And he comes up with this story about, oh, no, it was all a big misunderstanding. It was some other girl that they were concerned about. And they didn't know what to do with her because they were so terrified. She was all messed up on drugs. And so they called OJ in L.A. And he flew down here to take care of the problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's only, you know, you make the reservation. You hop on a plane. It's only, what, seven hours by the time you get to the airport, you get to, you know, if you're assuming you get a flight right away, and a five-hour flight, and you get down here, and you know how fast he can run through that, to that Hertz counter to get the rent-a-car. Does anybody believe that story? No. No, of course not. More crazy, crazy crap. All circling around. Oh, man. Our good best buddy of Roy. some of the other people in this building. And they can't figure out why we just, you know, see, I don't like scumbags. Even assuming he didn't murder those two people, which we know for sure he did. But even assuming he didn't, he's still a scumbag. He's in the lowest form of subhuman scum. We don't want anything to do with him. We don't want him here. We have enough scum here already. You could put the chicken fat in the refrigerator uncovered overnight and never be able to scrape off enough scum like you got here already. So the last thing we need here is more scum. Speaking of the mayor, by the way, Cuban band faces battle over Encore. Oh, that's right. They're not going to just sit back and take this real easy. Citing concerns over pubic safety, local officials said Tuesday they were exploring ways to block a promised return engagement by Cuban dance band Los Bam Bam, who Saturday night concert at the Miami Arena prompted some Cuban exiles demonstrating outside to hurl slurs and bottles at concert goers. Miami-Dade Mayor Alex Pinga said he was drafting a letter to the White House and the U.S. State Department asking officials to deny visas that would allow the band to return to the U.S. Take away their visa, their MasterCard, and their goddamn Discover card. How do you like that? Uh-huh. But State Department officials said public safety concerns based on recent protests are not grounds for denying those Bam Bam visas as long as promoters obey federal rules limiting the money the band receives to travel expenses and a small per diem. Separately, Miami City Attorney Alejandro Villarello, whatever the hell his name is, Villarello, began exploring whether a threat of physical harm to concert goers and demonstrators could prompt the city to seek a court order to block a return performance by Los Bam Bam and Pebbles. Now, wait till you hear this. I mean, do you talk about a slap in the face? This guy must think we're all as dumb as he is, this Mayor Pinga. That's why he put that petty sales tax out of ballot. He thought you people were just as stupid as he is. Mayor Pinga says he thinks Castro sympathizers and agents were posing as demonstrators outside Saturday's concert to edge egg on the crowd. <laughs> He's got egg on his puss for saying something like that. 
because all those other good upstanding Cubans, we know they would never do anything like that. It's all a communist plot. That's right. And he said they would do so again if the band was there in December. These same commie uh, pinko sympathizers and the crap disturbers will be out there again hurling rocks and bottles and things because his good uh, constituents, they don't do crap like that. <laughs> God, this is a crazy person. This is a person who belongs in a goddamn rubber room. It is my obligation as mayor to protect the safety and well, uh, welfare of people in this community. He said, Los Ban Ban came. They had their day, uh, their rights of the concert goers were protected, yada, 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 et cetera, and so on. In the concert, they lost all that money. Why the hell would they come back? Ohanian, by the way, Debbie Ohanian said she lost 50 grand on Saturday, but expects to show profits from the second concert. And you know something? We don't care. That's her problem. The focus on public safety by local officials stems from recognition that the First Amendment, how do you like that? Grudging recognition that the First Amendment makes it virtually impossible for government to stop Los Bam Bam from performing. So they have to come up with some other cockamamie excuse, like they really care about uh, the welfare and the safety of the public here. <laughs> Just like they cared about the welfare and safety of the public, like if people were going to like be dying and have to go by ambulance to the hospital over on the causeway a few months ago when the same crazy people or, or people of their ilk were blocking the goddamn roads because they were pissed off at the Coast Guard. You care about the safety and the welfare of the public, you lying sack of crap? Who the hell are you kidding, man? What a jackass. What a disgrace. And speaking of jackasses, Commissioner Tomas Regalado tried it and failed on Tuesday to get the city commission to approve a resolution ordering municipal officials to prevent another concert by the band, which would have been pointless anyway. As Howard Simon, the executive director of the ACLU, points out, he says the suit by the city would be stupid and needless and absolutely a losing lawsuit. They haven't got a goddamn toe to stand on. Might as well bring in peg like Bates. They're concerned about the safety and the welfare of this community. So if a bunch of his constituents want to go out there and block off the goddamn roads and create a goddamn hazard, and prevent uh, ambulances and other emergency vehicles from getting from point A to point B, then they got nothing to say about that. Then it's okay, and they understand it, and they're, they're sympathizing with them and holding their goddamn hand. The same people that are so concerned about The only thing they're concerned about is pandering again to these anti-communist crazy people. That's all you care about, Mayor Pinga. You're not fooling anybody. And we saw that election on July 27. We saw just how many people you're fooling. I've seen more people in a goddamn telephone booth than the number of people you're fooling, you asshole, you idiot, you scumbag, you. Maybe O.J. can start dating the mayor. I think that would be a good match. Maybe then they can both take a powder. Touchstone Pictures presents Robert Downey Jr. and Christian Slater in Bunk Butt Buddies doing... Hard time. Oh, I've dropped the soap. Bunk Butt Buddy, doing hard time, coming to a theater near you. After watching this film, you won't be able to sit for a week. 1032 at 560 WKM. Now you notice right at the beginning I said, don't waste my time with this frontline PBS crap about the Russian uh, mafia hockey, but it's an old story, okay? It's old. It's much ado about nothing. It's a bunch of bull crap, okay? And yes, there were attempts to extort uh, money from players. Years, uh, this is, goes back years now. It's an old story from two years ago on CBC that those of us who really follow the game know something about it, know all about. It's much ado about nothing. It's like yesterday's goddamn halava. 
and here's a guy wasting fax paper. How many trees did they have to chop down to make, print, to make the paper that this guy's wasting now, faxing me all this crap from the Internet about this, which is all going right in the wastebasket right now, in which I have no interest. I've already seen it when it was on the CBC the first time. I didn't watch it the second time, and I sure as hell didn't watch it on Frontline on PBS last night. So stop wasting our fax paper, you idiot, you. Boy, this town is unbelievable. Wait till they find out President Lincoln's got a headache. Man, then you're really going to see some psychosis. Here's Miami. Hello. Miami. Okay, nice talking to you. 31 minutes. By the way, line four was lit there, but I have a feeling. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Does it work? That's a good sound. Oh, that's a good sound. It might actually work line today. Line seven's working. And line seven. Wouldn't that be something? Because the in-house, the in-house phones are working today, and maybe all the call-in lines are working today. Wouldn't that be something? Here's Coral Springs. Hello. OJ's just trying to keep his uh, coke off and be killed by the Russian mafia. Yeah. That's it. And Nicole was killed by the Russian mafia. Okay, thank you. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil, how you doing? Okay. Uh, i got a couple comments. First, you know, I hope OJ gets, gets I know he left, I hope he stays the hell out of here, but I'm telling you, I, I know the media is loving it that he's down here, especially Channel 7 with Rick Sanchez. And Channel 4. Channel 4, they're trying to outdo each other. Oh, yeah, I heard Rick. OJ uh, intensive. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 when they, you know, when the, when five o'clock comes, they give you the top stories they're going to cover. And one of them was that OJ made a 911 call. Rick Sanchez was so happy. You could see it. And I just thought it was ridiculous. And you notice how they all got this new thing now. Oh, exclusively, only on four. Yeah. Only on seven. Who gives a crap? Stop, to, stop trying to impress us with the fact that you've got this smarmy garbage excuse for news on the air. Well, yeah, and another thing I want to talk to you, well, I had a, I had a pretty simple but accurate method of counting how many, uh, chicks I banged in college. Yeah. We had a, me and my roommate had a, we had a huge Corona bottle that was like a piggy bank, mm-hmm. an oversized piggy bank, and we put a coin in there the next day every time we were done banging, banging a chick. So at the end, after my fourth year of college, I counted up, I had about 260. He had about 220. So I don't know how to give or take a couple, around 260, 270 for my four-year career in college. Not bad. No Will Chamberlain, but you got a long way to go. Well, no, I got a girlfriend. I haven't banged another chick in about a year. Yeah, we believe you. Okay, thanks, pal. Yeah, we believe. Do we believe him? No. No. Oh, he, oh I see. He meant two dollars and twenty cents in quarters. Oh, I, I thought he meant two hundred and twenty coins. So let's see, two dollars and twenty cents. That's four eight. That's not bad. And how do you get the twenty cents out of a quarter? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. So anyway, getting back to uh, Mayor Pinga. Dade Mayor orders police to scrap spare guns. This is only after CBS once again humiliated and degraded and embarrassed him and showed what a jackass and little twerp he is. On national television, by the way. Miami-Dade County Mayor Alex Pinga has ordered that surplus county police weapons be reduced to scrap metal following a CBS News report that found, despite good intentions, that some officers' guns ended up in the hands of criminals. The news report is a particular embarrassment for Miami-Dade, which has sued the gun industry because of the cost of local gun-related crime. So I guess the philosophy is, well, let's just ship the crime someplace else. Nice going there, Mayor. The network's three-month investigation discovered that four Miami-Dade police weapons were connected to crimes in Chicago, including one attempted murder case in which a maintenance worker was shot three times after being mistaken for a gang member. CBS also found that despite a Miami-Dade County policy that used weapons be, that, uh, that used weapons be kept within the law enforcement community, the guns often turned up in shops where they could be bought by the public, said CBS correspondent Vince Gonzalez. 
Pinellas, an advocate of gun control who spearheaded the county's lawsuit to compel 26 manufacturers to design safer weapons, said he was disturbed by the finding. He was disturbed by the finding and the embarrassment on national television again, right there on CBS, but then rather giving him that evil CBSI look. Quite frankly, this underscores the problem we have with gun manufacturers in this country, Mayor Pinga said. Last year, Dade County tried to stop the exact practice that CBS uncovered. Dade County hired Keesler Police Supply of Indiana, uh, Indiana to buy and resell 1,200 guns to others in the law enforcement community. Keesler, one of the nation's largest gun dealers, was the only company to respond to the county's bid. Company owner Doug Keesler, whom the Herald could not reach for comment Tuesday, said his business screened all the buyers Dade's guns, uh, for Dade's guns to comply with the policy, but CBS traced the weapons. Among the findings, 250 ended up at a farm supply store in Kentucky. 40 went to Lou's Police Supply in Hialeah, which exported them to Costa Rica for resale to consumers. Well, you know, we don't care about those Costa Ricans. They're animals anyway. Let them lose their souls. Let them shoot each other's brains out. There you go. Nice going, Mayor Pinga. Here's Sunrise. Hello. Morning, Neil. Yes, sir. I'd like to find out why Simpson is not arrested for having cocaine when they arrest guys with little roaches in their cars. Who said they found cocaine on him? No, no. Everybody knows he does it, but yeah. why isn't he arrested? This is his place of uh, where he Well, I guess stays. they haven't looked in the right place yet, like in the right nostril. Well, no, no, check out or the, the apartment that he's in or wherever he is. Yeah. And why isn't he arrested for this? I don't know. Maybe they figure it's small potatoes. Really after, strange, after, two, just... after two murders, what's a little white powder, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You, you're right. Okay, thank you. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Yeah, we have two uh, very, very tragic episodes in that Montreal game last night. we got such great hockey fans down here. What are they all talking about today? Oh, yeah, front line. Did you see that last night? Did you see it? No. Oh, I was actually watching a game, even though it was boring. I was watching our team play. And Burray get hurt with the uh, injured groin, and uh, Scott Mellenby looked like almost got killed there at the end of the game, which, thank God, was only a concussion. Anybody with anything to say about that? No. No. Just amazing to me. Just uh, they just don't get it here. They don't get it. They don't get it. They're out of contact. They're out of touch with like reality, with the real world out there. Somebody get them all a satellite dish. Somebody get them uh, a compact or something. God. Hey, did you see that thing about the mafia and uh, the uh, yeah? And by the way, there is no mafia. Gordon gives South Florida a major blowjob. For today's breaking wind news, we go to the WWF World Wrestling Federation. Let me say something, Sting. You know, I may be the United States champion, but I'm going to set everything aside. I'm not going to wait for a challenge from you. I'm going to issue a challenge right here, right now. And if you people don't like it... And that's today's breaking wind news. 1044 at 560 WQAM. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Maybe we could pack Mayor Pinga and OJ, like I said, under a bus and just to send them due east till things kind of uh, cool down. Here's Homestead. Hello. Good morning, sir. How are you? Okay, sir. Uh, I got a couple of things. I'm, I want to regress to yesterday. That bit you just played uh, with Ventura was uh, perfectly timed. Um, uh, yesterday you were talking about the Ventura interview, which you promised to uh Reread today. No, I didn't say reread. I said I would finish. I'm not going to re reread the whole thing. I have to start now. I'm glad because I was in and out of the car yesterday. I couldn't couldn't have have heard it. Um, the, the things he said, the, the guy's right on the money. 
he's right on the mark. I mean, he's he's like the the, the most honest man I've run into right. in, in any political arena ever. Right. And the, the religious uh, a holes that are, that are uh, putting him down and, and degrading him, and uh, aren't they? Don't they preach uh, uh, tolerance and forgiveness? No, they preach hate and intolerance. Absolutely, you're that's absolutely correct. Got, that's the only reason they have any control and any money is because they always find scapegoats. If they don't have any scapegoats. They'd all been out of business a long time ago. But they hide that under forgiveness and tolerance. Now, only forgiveness and tolerance for each other, though, like Jimmy Swagger, you know, yeah, right. when, they, when they're yeah, caught with their pants down, when they forgive each other. And, and all that, and, and right. you know, he didn't mean to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, on to other things. Uh, you were talking about, and this fits right in with the, uh, the mayor. Uh, what's his face? The skinny kid. Pinga. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, the, the concert last Saturday, and all these clowns, the Regalado being the, one of the biggest clowns, uh, the people you were you were extolling uh, uh, yesterday about uh, uh, no one would call in, no one would talk about uh, the dissenters, yeah. the people who don't care, uh, don't speak. Yeah, but we it was amazingly for the first time ever yesterday we had a whole bunch of people who did. Yes, you did. Who did call? In. It was great. But it was a those are the people, air. the people who don't talk, who who don't uh, uh, put down their leaders. Are the ones who elected these clowns into the city? How, how do you know that? What makes you think that they voted? The only people who vote in Dade County are those old uh, old Cubans. They're the well, ones, they're the ones who elect the, the crazy Cubans right. that are running this damn county. That's correct. And that's and and when people finally wake up and realize that, uh, maybe we'll get some leadership in this county. No, I don't believe that ever happened. You're, you're dreaming. You must uh, you know be on the funny uh, jungle juice this morning. <laughs> yeah, I am. No, you're not going to have any leadership in Dade County. It's I agree. not going to happen. We will never live long enough to see that happen. I agree 100 percent with you, sir. And uh, uh, something, uh, one equation was left out, uh, the discussion was uh, uh, Mayor of Miami, Carollo, uh, who is probably a pretty good mayor, but he came out... What makes you say that? Uh, he, he appears to be. He's better than Suarez. Right. He's not, well, he's not he's as not crazy nuts. as Suarez, yeah, but I wouldn't say he's a good mayor. He's a hard ass. Nuthouse. Uh, but he came out uh, against this concert strictly for political reasons. Yeah. Well, well, why would any why why would anybody come out against it for any other reason? Well, what's the other reason? Okay, you win. <laughs> Have a great day, pal. Take care. See ya. Yeah, Mayor Carroyo. He's too busy trying to get baseball in Miami. That's what he wants. Oh yeah. Well, that's another. Uh, that just keeps coming back too. Just like OJ, just won't go away. Let John Henry. John Henry, you're just like OJ, okay? Nobody can stand you, and you won't go away. I must be crazy. I must be nuts. Must be. Downtown Lauderdale, high-end Marlin site search. As they continue putting this crap on the front pages of our newspapers, this is on the front page of the Herald this morning, by Tyler Bridges, Brad Bennett, and Peter Horisky. Underline the whore part. Mayor Jim Noggle opposes the New River site that team owner John Henry looked at in Fort Lauderdale, but nevertheless, Mayor Carroyo, he's all for it in Dade County. That's right, he's all for it. Down there at Bicentennial Park. This is in a city where they're goddamn bankrupt, where they don't have two nickels to rub together. But we're going to come up with somebody's tax money to build a $400 million or $300 million stadium for a billionaire. Is that going to happen? No. No, you can take it to the bank, Mayor Carroyo. It isn't going to happen. Better than than us. Yeah, better than than us. It's not going to happen, all right? Never going to happen. And by the way, how's, you know, I, I hear now on the Hank show yesterday, Pat Riley is getting on his hands and knees and crying trying to sell tickets. Oh, won't you please buy some tickets to the Heat? The season's going to start pretty soon. Won't you please? And the people, you can hear the people all going, no, no, no thanks. 
Yeah, he's under escorting a few. He's doing a duff right in the middle of those commercials there. Bawling like a little child. Come on, won't somebody please fill up those seats? Only eight bucks now, a dollar a holler. We'll pay you to, you know, put your ass in a seat. No, thank you. So let's build a baseball stadium down there. In a city that's goddamn bankrupt, where the education is a joke. In a county where they just got through with this whole series, they're on, on Channel 4 News, which, you know, it's like everything else, all these exposés. You see it for a couple of days, and then it goes away. And that's the end of it. Like the goddamn prostitution ring down there at Kendall that they keep telling us, oh, there's an internal investigation. You just wait. We're waiting. How long ago was that? About 100 years ago that that went on? Uh-huh. And we still haven't heard another goddamn word about it. In fact, we got the second prostitution ring that they uncovered a couple of days ago, and we haven't heard any more about that. So when you talk about the attention span of the American public being short, even my penis isn't that short. It's unbelievable. For about two minutes, they get all worked up about something. Oh, gee, isn't this terrible? The kids can't even have lunch, and kids are getting killed trying to leave the campus, and uh, there's no textbooks and all this other stuff. Nobody really cares because if they cared, you better believe they'd be doing something about it. See, what we have is people rioting and protesting and acting like barbarians because they don't like a, a, a rock group that came in to play a concert because they're communistas. Then you get a bunch of wild people acting crazy out there by the arena. But when somebody tells them that their kids aren't getting a goddamn lunch break every day or any food in the cafeteria or that they don't have any textbooks to bring home, ah, the hell with that. What's that got to do with Castro? Exactly. What's that got to do with communista, communista? Plus the education system are a bunch of communistas anyway. Bunch of homos. Maricones, I'm sorry. And cheese. That's on the menu. Yeah, that's on the menu for lunch today at all your uh, schools all over town. Maricone and cheese. Oh, the good Catholics like it. They're used to it. They're waiting until Friday for it, though. I do like macaroni and cheese. Can't eat it, but, boy, I do like it, especially, like, baked. So, like, it's a little uh, dark on top, you know what I'm talking about, like, crusty on top, like your underwear. Here's Jupiter. Hello. Yeah, you constantly criticize O.J. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, okay, great. I'll tell you what. Maybe you and Lawrence Phillips and O.J. can elope together, okay, you asshole? He's a Hall of Flamer. Drop dead and take O.J. with you, okay? I constantly criticize him like I criticize any other murdering son of a bitch. He's a Hall of Famer. Call what one of the sports nerd shows around. They're the ones that glamorize every scumbag like Spree. They're talking about everybody's got a nickname. No matter how aberrant their behavior is, no matter how many times they try to choke their coach to death, no matter what kind of barbaric stuff they do, they all got a nickname and it's all a big joke. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna that that's our poll question today. Which is worse? Scumbag jocks or people who admire scumbag jocks? I want to ask the morning, the morning guys that question. Ah, oh, old Spree, he sure is something. Ah, oh, yeah, that's Spree. Yeah, he's a panic. He's a real uh, laugh riot. Here's Miami. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, regarding the OJ thing, I live in the crossings in Kendall and I read it. Oh, Yeah, there goes the hood, so to mm-hmm. speak. I see a lot of for sale signs popping up there. But I, I read in the El Nuevo Herald yesterday that O.J. apparently put the Crossings townhouse address as his permanent address on the police report, which makes me wonder how he possibly passed muster with the association screening. I mean, when you we lived, we've lived there for two and a half years, and you've got to fill out a form, give a lot of details. Yeah. You can sign permission for a credit report. I mean, what did the guy put? You know, uh, murderer, and we'll play golf for uh, food. He, but, and, but he, that, it's her apartment. You don't understand. It's her. It's her pad. He just okay, but he put, he put himself down as a resident, though. He put yeah. it down as permanent address. Well, it's another lie, like all the other stuff. Okay, but uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, 
There's a little bit of interest in the neighborhood now. Uh, some people, of course, like the notoriety. Other people say, you know, get the guy the hell out of here. But... Some people like the notoriety? Oh, yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's a little perverse, to say the least. But, you know, there's a celebrity in the neighborhood. You know, but if my brakes should fail going home one day, well, hey, you know, life is tough. There you go. Go juice. Okay. Bye. And I hope you have good aim. 5670560. Pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil? Yes, sir. Hey, this is Jim. I took your advice. Uh, I got a life. I left Miami after about 30 years. Uh-huh. Uh, my kids now have school books. We moved over to Marco Island, uh-huh. and I know we have a bunch of old farts, but they're not uh, noisy uh, Hispanic farts. Uh, I do. Oh, there's nothing worse than a noisy Hispanic fart. Right, oh, and, I, no. and I do believe in in a lot of what you say, and my my children even question when you get off about the Pope and the biggest cat and all that, and she says, well, why would God talk to this one guy? Why doesn't he talk to all of us? Mm-hmm. So my kids are even into uh, questioning the Pope and all the boys in the back rooms and everything, and I just want you to know, I watched the game last night. I was concerned for Mellonby. I don't miss Miami. I come in twice a week, and I really I listen to your show. I pick up everything I need to know about Miami, and I'm glad I'm out of here. And as I said a couple months ago on your show, those guys who want to go back to New York got to get on a bus and go on back to New York. Amen. Okay, and, thanks, pal. Uh, Have a great life thanks. over there. Have a good and one. And watch out for that Spanish or fly. <laughs> Spanish right. parts, too. Okay. That's our poll question. Which is more exciting, Spanish fly or Spanish eyes? 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Oh, tremendous response today about Bure and Mellonby both getting injured, and it looked like Mellonby was dead there at the end of the game. Are they talking about that? No. In fact, I turned out coming to work this morning listening to the worst team, and Beefo is going on about that stupid PBS thing uh, uh, that was on. And he comes in here during a commercial break, him and Geldy, and Beefo's going, oh, that was pretty interesting. I said, no, it was not interesting, Beefo. It's old, stale Crap is what it is. Old, stale crap. I mean, I'm turning on the radio expecting to hear about, you know, our, our superstar player gets injured with a groin pull, which if you saw Yager last year, once you, know, once you get a groin pull, as any of you jocks out there know, or people that follow this stuff, it can be chronic and recurring and recurring and really be a real pain in the ass, pain in the groin. And then, of course, the Melanby thing there at the end of the game. No, nobody's got nothing to say about that. We, we, you can't complain about the sports knowledge in this town. There is none. There is none. It doesn't exist. You could go out there with a goddamn, with a search party and you won't find it. It doesn't exist. That's why this radio station is a miracle. It would be like having an all Hebrew station in the middle of the North Pole with a 20 share. Yeah. How can you do that? Seriously. It would be like opening up a goddamn halavaz stand in Saudi Arabia and, and doing great business. I don't understand. For the life of me, I don't understand it. All you got is a bunch of people, and they haven't got any idea what they're talking about. Man, terrifying. Oh yeah, what about that Peter Warwick? <laughs> yeah, they're talking about that crap again. Like, like there's something even worth talking about uh, on that level, on that sophomoric level again. A couple of guys just looking for a good discount, including one guy who can't even spell his own name, Laver, uh, La- Lavender Anus. And, and these sports jocks, like I said, the sports nerds, they, they're oblivious to that. I'm the only one who notices any of that stuff. They're oblivious because, oh, it's all part of the, it goes with the territory. 
He goes with the whole illiterate bullcrap. Lavender anus. I grew up in a Catholic way, served as an altar boy every Sunday. After Mass, the priest would ask if I could stay late, but ask me to go on a little day. He warned me that an angry God wouldn't be pleased if I didn't get down on my knees, and that nobody should ever know that he showed me his holy robe. Altering boys when they wear a dress comes in handy for easy access. They reach up under there and give it a grab And like it best when their nutsack sags The parents got mad at him when he got caught At least until the Vatican paid them all off They shipped him out to Arizona to a retreat To get forgiven by the Pope and kiss his little brown ring do 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 it's 11.02 at 5.60 WQM. You know, I'm looking through the rest of the uh, Jesse Ventura interview here in Playboy. I'm not going to read the rest of it on here. It'll be a waste of time. You read the whole thing, right? No. Oh. Like I like I it said, when you read it. No, I'm just not. What? It's much easier that way. No, no, but I'm not going to read the rest of it because it's going to take too much time out of the show. And I read all the important stuff, and the rest of it is about his uh, time in the SEALs, the Navy SEALs, and all this other stuff. Just uh, much ado about nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's much ado about nothing. Uh-huh. So uh, why why waste all that time? Plus, I hate reading on the air. I can't stand it. It's terminal. It's ponderous. I'd much rather talk to all these brilliant, articulate <laughs> callers out there. Oh, yeah, he's a hero. He's a super he's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Here's a Coral Gables. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was. Uh, I agree with everything that Ventura said, but my point is on those Van Van. And uh, yesterday got pretty riled up, and I just have to say that everyone that's uh, leaving Miami to Broward is pretty much the same as all the Cubans fleeing Castro. So I want to have start a protest. What do you think of that for yeah. uh, December? Protest what can I start of a what? Protest against the protest. Protest of what? The protest of Van Van for my fight for my for the Constitution for the rights because these guys are violating. I want to start a protest against the protest. An anti-protest protest. Yeah, I'm, I'm pork off. Okay, December. great. I can't wait for this. Okay, well, I'll, I'll come down from Broward and help you out. All right. Okay, thanks. Okay, there's the anti-protest protest, protest, uh, and as soon as we get that organized, we'll pass it along to you, okay? We'll put it on the Spanish-language stations. We'll get them so confused, they won't even know which side of the street to be on. That's right. Are we now in the anti-protest? Are we in the protest line? Are we the, uh, how are we, what are we? Bunch of assholes, I think. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Yeah, they're concerned about the safety and the welfare of the people in Dade County. What a joke that is. Boy, are they lucky as hell that somebody didn't die in an ambulance that got blocked off of there months ago when they were doing that Coast Guard crap there on the, uh, on the causeway, on the MacArthur causeway. They're luckier in hell that nobody died who needed emergency help. And, of course, then who would have been responsible? Well, uh, we didn't know nothing, okay? We nothing we can do about it because, uh, yeah, because Ricky Ricardo runs Dade County. That's why. Isn't that right? Uh-huh. I haven't heard him sing. He ain't singing too good anymore. Another mayor. Oh, he does a real good Babalu is what I hear. Here's Pompano. Hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Lost Bon Bon. I mean, I got so sick of even seeing that name in the newspaper. I didn't even realize until a couple of days ago why they were so pissed off the Cubans. Ah, just who cares? 
Right, exactly. Who cares? This year, with all the stuff that's going on down here, and this is the kind of stuff that the politicians and that these crazy old people, this is the kind of thing that gets uh, them all motivated and psychotic. Right. The important stuff, they can't be bothered with that. Lost van, van. Right. Hey, you had a call from Marco Island a few minutes ago, and I, I had never been to Marco Island until about three weeks ago. I won a weekend stay. It was yeah. a free stay. You don't sound old enough to be oh, going. Oh, jeez. I mean, you have this, this whole beachfront resort set up with the, Mar- uh, the Marriott and the Hilton and the Holiday, all these beautiful resorts, mm-hmm. and there was nobody, nobody there. I mean, it was like such a, it was just a ghost town. Oh, this, this huge public beach. Well, even when park. there is somebody, there's nobody there under the age of a hundred. I mean, how do you, how do you go and not enjoy a free vacation? But it was it was terrible. Like, the only the only place there was any anybody with six or more people in there was like the Bills Jet game on Monday night in a bar. I mean, now, let me it. tell you this: I I always laugh at people because so many of the people down here are very parochial and they don't know. I mean, granted, you got a free thing, but Sonesta Key. Captiva and Marco Island. If you talk to a lot of people here in South Florida, they'll tell you those are three of the places they love going for a vac- for a weekend getaway. For what? Well, exactly. What is the point? There's nothing, what is the point? If you want to go to a place where it's totally dead and there's a lot of old people, just come to Sunrise. You don't have to go all the way over there. And it, uh, to switch gears totally here, on the way home last, I have a short drive home from work, and um, I was just cruising the dial, and I got the Panther game, and I had never listened to, I mean, just never listened to Panthers games just because of the broadcast of Chris Moore. Mm-hmm. I turned on last night, and, I mean, there was actually some life and yeah. some action and, and uh, some activity going right. on. And, you know, with, with the broadcast, I mean, Jigs, I remember Jigs because I was a I was a big Islanders fan before I moved down here. Mm-hmm. And that's the last time I was really into hockey. I don't follow it enough to know who's good and who's bad. I know who's bad because Chris Moore, I mean, you you turn on the game and you'd hear, like, you'd hear the skates on the ice. Right. You'd hear the murmur. Yeah, the you crowd. knew there was action going on. He wouldn't describe it yeah. to you. Yeah, and you'd hear nothing, no voices for five minutes, for right. five seconds, rather, and you'd just hear click, click, click of the, right. the puck hitting off the sticks. And, uh, I mean, oh, my God, just, just to have some action and some something going on. He, he was the worst excuse for a sportscaster yeah. in the history of radio. He was really, really bad, and there were actually people, when it was determined that he wasn't coming back, were calling up and saying, oh, we'll miss him. He did oh, yeah, right. Job. They were I mean, kissing his ass. And, again, you got to understand, because he was here, okay, right. he got kicked out of New Jersey because even up there, the Devil fans, as, as few of them as there are, they couldn't put up with him. Ah. He came down here because these people had nothing to compare him with because they don't know, oh, he's really great, he's uh, entertaining, he's funny. Uh, he, he was pathetic. Terrible. And I don't know how, you know, whether or not Jiggs is good or bad. I mean, he's no bow well, wow. He's, impro- he's a big improvement. Now, yesterday in closing here, the, probably the tackiest thing I ever heard was one, once Hank went to his like 10 or 12 minute break, I flipped around, went to 1700. Yeah. That's when I heard that Will Chamberlain died. Right. So there's more testes distraught on the phone, and he's placing a call to Wilt's answer machine out in California. And gets Will sound, you know, you, there you hear, okay, this is the Big Dipper talking, saying, oh, God, you know. The, right, sound, the sound of a dead man's voice. And, you know, he's leaving a message to a dead man. Hi, this is 1700, the fan in Miami. Uh-huh. We're leaving this message for, for, for the Wilt's family. And then he starts talking to Wilt. Wilt, we love you. We miss you. Uh, <laughs> I, I swear to God. There's got to be well, people up to... they got to talk to somebody on that station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might as well be the dead. And he's talking, and then he's like, uh, I'm going to leave a message now. This is for Will's family now. Uh, we're sorry for your loss. Uh, you know, our hearts are with you. And then again, going back to you, Will, you're going to be missed. And thank you for all of the... Uh, thank you for a wonderful years. And he's like, we love you, Will. And he hung up the phone. They're leaving yeah. a message. <laughs> and it wasn't even like Howard you know, doing a goof. These guys are being right. serious. So, uh, yeah, this town is like... The word you're looking for is desperate. Okay, pal, Absolutely. have a great day. Bye, Neil. See ya. Well, of course, I can relate to that because all these years I've been in town, 23 years, talking to a lot of dead people. 
Got a few live ones out there, a couple of live wires, one or two. And, well, he sure could score, baby. Oh! 20,000 women. So what if he exaggerated a couple thousand here, a couple thousand there? What's what's the big deal? And you wonder why he died at 63? Maybe he was kind of like drained of energy. You ever think that was possible? Just a little bit uh-huh. drained at that point? At least he didn't waste any time, I'll tell you that. Nine minutes after 11 at 560 QAM. Neil well, the church burned down and no one knew what Pentecost Baptist was going to do. The Sunday brimstone got so that gum hot it burned up a church bus in the parking lot. <laughs> in a panic, the Reverend Dr. White called up an ex-member that hadn't lived right. He owned Joe's beer joint right across the fence. It's the same Joe's he preached against. He said, I don't really want to be a hypocrite. I got a Sunday school class about to have fits. We're all excited about revival week and been moved by the Spirit, so to speak. <laughs> With all the souls we saved and money we spent, we thought God told us to sell that tent. I got a famous evangelist supposed to come and doesn't run out of chairs. Will you loan us some? <laughs> Joe said, hell, you can just use the whole dang place. Ain't nine on the jukebox. Amazing grace. I ain't supposed to be open because of them blue laws, but we'll open tonight if it's all right with y'all. Preacher said, well, I reckon that'd be okay. The good Lord works in mysterious ways. He's going to talk about Joshua, Judges, and Ruth, and I reckon I could do it from the DJ booth. <laughs> At the First Baptist Bar and Grill. It's the only church in the Bible Belt that smells like a whiskey still. When the sinners finish one more round, we'll have dinner on the ground and go inside and hell pray we don't get killed. <laughs> the evangelists came with a well-dressed choir. They showed up around happy hour, looked around the joint and didn't take it real well, said the white ministry has gone to hell. <laughs> Ms. Mills that taught you Sunday school and two deacons in the back room shooting pool were sharing the Lord with a Jim Beam rep who was teaching Ms. Mills some wine dance stuff. <laughs> Reverend White was reading from the book of Luke to a tall drunk trucker about the puke you had John 316 memorized, trying to dry his ass out to get him baptized. <laughs> the evangelist yelled about the lights in the beer, said, White, you can't save any souls in here. This place ain't nothing but a day in the sand. Ain't the kind of place Baptist ought to be in. Preacher said, well, we don't really need y'all here. You didn't do a very good job last year. Only saved one sinner. I was taught McGuire's a little less old to set my church on fire. Joe's <laughs> <laughs> beer joint has done been revived. Only been here an hour and I done saved five. Sure, it's got mirrors and a big dance floor, but I finally found the flock God called me for. <laughs> They're at the first Baptist bar and grill. It's the only church in the Bible Belt that smells like a whiskey still. Not a stained glass window anywhere in sight, just a blood-stained floor and neon lights and a communion wine, and here is always it. <laughs> we're here every Sunday, we're living large, the only church with a covered charge. <laughs> and if you don't like our doctrine and think we ain't devout, We'll have our bouncer throw your butt out of the first Baptist bar and grill. All right. Eleven fifteen at five sixty WQAM. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Here's the North Miami Beach. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil, first time caller. All right. I uh, got a solution for the no no food in the kitchen. Let them brown bag, bag it to school. I used to uh, take a jelly sandwich and an jelly apple. Jelly sandwich, yeah, and look what that did. Okay, thank you. And when you get that, uh, when you get the bag off of your uh, phone, or maybe you just got the. <laughs> that wasn't the bag I had in mind. Okay. Woo! I think he's squeezing it in the bag too. 
That's a little brown bag. I take a jelly sandwich to school every day, okay, all you little bratty kids? Thank you, sir. There's an instant solution for our problems. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless. Back when he went to school, back before Gutenberg made the printing press. Oh, my God. Here's Miami. Hello. Uh, morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, since many of your uh, callers uh, preface their comments by stating their uh, hyphenated heritage, let me say that I'm a Cuban-Cuban. Uh-huh. Uh, I wanted to comment on the uh, incident of the uh, Van Van uh, that we had here. Uh, but before that, I wanted to say that I disagree with you. Yesterday, uh, you said that Lou Christie couldn't sing a lick, and uh, he was one of the best false singers. I, lo- I love Lou Christie. Uh, Do you actually think he could sing? Well, uh, compare him to uh, Smokey Robinson, the lead singer of the Majors, the Diamonds, even or Ricky, Frankie or, Valley. Or to Ricky Martin. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, he's got better all the time. <laughs> anyway, what I was going to say is that uh, I agree that uh, if you don't want to see a show by just not showing up, you can vote with your feet. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to go out there and make a spectacle of yourself. Uh, but there are two sides to this coin. And uh, you got to realize that in a place like Cuba, where there is a dictatorship, you don't start and become popular in 1969, and 30 years later you're still on the top, unless you're part of the system, you're part of the machinery. I think they're members of the uh, Ministry of Interior there. And uh, Castro had to know quite well that if he brought them here, that uh, this being the backyard of uh, the Cuban uh, exile, that they would cause a raucous and uh, would give this place a black eye. Uh-huh. So I think it was a manipulated uh, political situation. Well, how come they went to all these other places? They've been all over North America. Oh, no, I agree. Uh, they've been to New York. They've been to California. They've been Toronto. They, they were in Toronto. They didn't have, I mean, they have a small Cuban community up there. They didn't have any riots or any protests. Oh, I, well, no, no, I agree. But he knew that if he did that here, that uh, the stations and uh, the people down here would get all riled up about their presence. And, uh, uh, and obviously those people can't go on the air and say, so, you know, so in other words, so in other words, the junior Pan Am games and the senior Pan Am games, the reason that they have those games is so they give Castro a vehicle to send Cuban athletes here to piss off. See, I, I, and I mean, what you're saying on the face of it is ridiculous because there are artists and there are sporting events and there are all sorts of other things that happen all over the country without any of this hysteria. Well, it's just like the people that ran a schlepped all the way from here up to Baltimore to protest when the Cuban national team was playing a baseball game up there. Well, don't you think that he could have, uh, forecasted uh, uh, these, these types of incidents occurring here? Of course. So then, these people it, are as predictable as the weather, and he's loving every minute of it. Exactly. You see, if they were smart, which they're not, if they were smart, they would turn the other cheek, they would ignore it, they wouldn't get two minutes publicity, they wouldn't be coming back in December, and nobody would care, and he wouldn't have another great PR event. But they just keep making him look better and better and better and giving him more public relations and keep giving a black eye to this community because they're as predictable as the weather in, uh, in hell. And it also puts more money in Fidel Castro's pocket. Right. So you're right. Thank you, Neil. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, give it a rest already. Just for once, forget about it. Put it aside. Go, uh, you know, go to the cockfights. Do something more constructive. Go play Pinochle. Go play in Domino Park. But, of course, most of it lies with the Spanish-language radio stations that that they only exist because they constantly are whipping these people up into a frenzy, pandering to their worst hatreds and hysteria over and over again. They're the ones that keep uh, bringing these people out, just like they did back when that Coast Guard episode happened. Getting on the air and encouraging people to go out there and do all this crap. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Sunrise. Hello. Yes, sir. How are you doing, sir? Um, okay. I was just giving uh, a drug test by my company this morning. Yes. And uh, I asked the gentleman. The gentleman went to stated to me that this was a government policy mandated by the federal government 
for them to give us drug tests. Yeah. We don't work for the federal government, do we? Who's we? My company. How do I know? How do I know what company you are? Well, they're not, they're, would you like me to tell you? No, you don't have to tell me the name of the company. Okay, well, <laughs> I mean, I go in there and I start turning off these paper, all this paperwork. Right. Telling me that if I don't take the test, I will be uh, terminated. If they find anything in my urine, I'll be terminated. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, so I had to stop smoking pot for a month. Now I go home, beat my kids, beat my dog. Right. You know? that, that makes me, uh, you know, a well, good we'll person. Well, we'll send you down to OJ's joint, okay? Take care of him. Five six seven oh five sixty. I mean, the whole thing with drug testing, the whole thing with drugs. I mean, what's the point of even talking about it? What is the point? This is the American effing way, baby. It's a criminal problem. That's right. We got to catch the criminals. We got to catch the dangerous people. The people who are smoking the wacky weed. And by the way, Clarence, get your head on Hank's ass already, will you, please? God. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. I was so embarrassed for him yesterday. It was just the demoralizing, degrading. All all he does is snap his fingers. He's on the phone. Oh, yes, Hammer. Oh, yes, Hammer. Just forget. Ignore him for a while, okay? Just uh, be a man. Stand up and, uh, you know, on your own two feet. Hank's in the middle of a live spot. Oh, thanks for talking to me, Hammer. Bye. Shut up. Shut up. I'm in a spot. Oh, thanks, Hammer. Just butch up a little bit. 5670560, pound 560 on it. Mad, 2 o'clock. I'm sorry. Every time I see uh, Clarence, I think, mad, 2 o'clock. Why does he do that? Maybe he's been watching that coach, coach of the Nashville Predators, that very trot that looks like Dracula. Yeah, he looks just like him. Of course, nobody here knows who that is, do they? No. no. This hotbed of hockey hysteria here. I, I, I mean, I love it. I'm glad we got the team and all that other good stuff. I don't understand why we have a hockey team here. Why do we have a hockey team? There are no hockey fans. Just for you. Thank you. Thank you, Wayne. God bless you. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was going to talk about my new anti-adventure. I love it, man. The satellite. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Told you. But then I heard that last bit you did, and I, I dare you to find me one person that thinks it was funny. Even with a stupid laugh track, man. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, this, oh. Is the guy, this is the guy with the song, the song and the dance about the laugh track every time I play a Bob and Tom bit. Well, guess what? Everybody here was laughing at yeah, Bob and- So go back and play with your eight, uh, 1.8-incher. Another one of those chronic Julios with the same song to dance about the laugh track, and it wasn't funny. Then what are you listening for, asshole? You got your 18-incher. Go uh, yank it. 5670560, oh, pound 560. You're so predictable and so boring and so ponderous and always the same material. Always the same terminal material. I got news for you. Bob and Tom have got more talent in their little fingers than you got in your whole goddamn puke-inducing body. Okay? Putts. Too bad he didn't miss the banana boat, you know what? Here's a lady in Miami Lakes. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Hi, Neil. You know who that puke is that's calling you all the time? Complain- oh, that this is a little uh, setup deal. Remember the call the other day to try to get that name on the air, which you didn't get on this time? We, we got we got a, a little family of assholes calling now. Trying to get somebody's name on the air that we don't even know who it is, nor do we care less. That's beautiful. That was great. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Sunrise. Hello. Hey Neil. Yes sir. Hey what's happening? Not much. Hey let me tell you something. These, Got a bunch of crazy people today. These people from Dade novel. County and all the situation, man. It's gonna head north up here to Broward. I'm telling you. Ricky. Yeah, Ricky. Thanks, Ricky. Like I said. Woo. 
Get out the Dragonette. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. I just want to talk about religion for a second. Uh, I just so happened to be flipping through the channel late last night. There's a program um, on. It's called Satan on one of the HBOs, and they were talking about. They were showing. Uh, some footage of a little town in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. like where the, the what they used to call it the uh, church capital of the world. They have like a small town with a bunch, like 700 churches there. Yeah. And they were showing a, uh, it, it cracked me up. It, it was, they were showing these families, they separated these families from, they said all of a sudden, that, that, well, they're growing up now, but from when they were children, they said their parents, um, Used to put Satanism into them, and they separated from the them from their parents. And all of a sudden, in front of uh, the camera, these guys started talking like in tongues and Satanism and and going ballistic. And mm-hmm. they and here here their parents are. Yeah, I know. You can tell the religion that they've been like through religion all their life. So the true Catholics is what so call it. But mm-hmm. true crazy people. Yeah, but I mean these guys. I mean you could just talk. Just well, what's wrong with a little tongue? Yeah, right. That's what I always but, say. But they sit in front of the There's cameras. what Will Chamberlain used to say, what's wrong with little tongue? But the funny thing is, they said that they were possessed by Satanism, but it looked like to me, like they had a problem physically, like with, you know, something wrong, like, like cerebral palsy or something. Yeah. Um, they just looked like they had a handicap. And next thing you know, they're sleeping, and they started talking like the demon, and this guy's for four to four to six hours... It's the best thing. you got to see it. Yeah. This pastor here, for like four to six hours, was sitting here talking to him, and these guys were just flipping out all over. The right. whole family, though. Mm-hmm. The most craziest thing I've ever seen. I, I was rolling in my well, bed. Sounds like religion to me. Well, you know, if the word crazy is in there, it's probably got something to do with religion. I'm telling you. Okay, watch out for those uh, forked tongues. <laughs> all right, Neil. Okay. Thanks. See you in hell. Yeah, the devil, baby, the devil. Just stop and think about the devil. Like deviled ham, because uh, you know you buy deviled ham and it's got a little picture of the devil on there with the pitchfork and the tail and the uh, horny ears. Look at that! One call left on the board here. We're all out of business this morning. Five six seven oh five sixty. They've gone from the ridiculous to the sublime. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Hey, hang this up, baby. I saw Christianity was fairy tale. This religious thing was not for me. They held a big convention. They let me in for free. I had no idea what I was about to see. They were speaking in tongues. That made me a believer. It was kind of fun. To stick it out of my mouth. Speak in tongues. They got me believing. My tongue is weaving from side to side. The Lord will now embrace me. I set my tongue to the beat. Now, whatever I do, He'll forgive me. 
Oh! Because now I speak in tongues. That makes me a believer. And I'm having fun. Playing around with my mouth. Now I speak in tongues. Number 32 at 560. Watch out for those dangerous tongues darting in and out of very, very dangerous places. You know, this whole hell thing, when you start, when you come right down to it, see, the devil didn't invent hell. God invented hell. Every time something bad happens or somebody does something aberrant, oh, the devil made me do it. I'm possessed. Get the exorcist. Get Father Marin out of the closet. But the, the, the devil's not the one who invented hell, where your soul burns in torture and gets tortured eternally. That was that benevolent, loving God. That invented hell. So that if by some bad stroke of luck, you don't believe in these fairy tales, you're going to burn in hell forever. The only choices are heaven, hell, purgatory, and then with chubby checker, you do the limbo rock. Those are the only choices. Or just in that box in the ground. What kind of sick and twisted minds, what kind of intelligent person could possibly believe these things? Oh, the Lord thy God is a loving God, but he's and he's perfect, but he's also jealous, so he won't have any other gods before. He's jealous, and his wrath waxes hot, so he's angry. He's got all of these human foibles. Isn't that a coincidence? Because man invented him. Man invented God in their own image. Oh, now we're getting it. Yeah, it's the other way around. And yeah. They invented a God who was just like them. Imperfect. Heaven and hell. Isn't that a great prospect? Oh, yeah, your soul is going to burn. Of course, it doesn't, like I told you before, it doesn't make any difference because you have no senses. You have no brain. You have no body. I ain't got no body. So you have no senses. So you won't feel it anyway. No, you feel it. It burns. Is that what it does? Does it burn? That's what Linda said. It burns. She also said, Dime, want you do this to me? Yeah, she said that too. Everybody be nailed to a chair and watch The Exorcist, okay? The Catholic Church won't like it too much, but you'll love it, especially that green pea soup. Campbell Soup people like it. Here's a mobile in Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I thought you were right on the money with that uh, Jesse Ventura article. Uh, I'm glad you read that on the air. Yeah. Uh, I just moved down from New York. I grew up in South Florida. And, I mean, don't take this the wrong way, but I don't understand if the way you feel about South Florida is, uh, you know, that it's such a terrible place. It is. It's a toilet. It's a you No, know, but I mean, you, you've made a pretty good uh, living. Um, you know, you've done pretty well for yourself living down here and being yeah. on the radio and making plenty of money. Yeah. That, uh, why do you stay? Because what you just said it. I mean, I know, but you despise it so much. Yeah. And well, I only got uh, two years, uh, 11 months and a few days to go, not that I'm counting. <laughs> well, I mean... And you, the, the, your audience is mostly, you know, is made up of, uh, you know, by and large morons. And How do you know that? What makes, what makes you say that? Your show. The callers you're talking show. about. The callers, that's like 1% of the audience. Yeah. You think the callers are, in fact, if, if you're listening, then why are you Half listening if it's all morons? What is it? Half of them can't speak English. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, or use it uh, grammatically correct. Yeah. And? And, and what and, about you? Why do you listen to the show then? I find you uh, interesting. Uh -huh. I, uh, I, so what's, I like so what's the job. problem? What is the problem? I just don't think you should should 
you know, really so in other words, you, you, in other words you're going to tell me what to say. You see, one of the reasons people do listen to this show is because I call them the way I see them. I would love for this town to be a wonderful place and a great place to live and a fun place. Once upon a time, it wasn't so bad. But you know something? It's gotten worse and worse and more dangerous and crime-ridden and more illegal alien infested. This is not a pleasant place to live. I know, but it's like you've, you've, you know, you've had a successful career down here. So what does that have to do with it? It has a lot to do with it. It hasn't got anything to do with it. What? If you don't like it, leave. I, I mean, will in two years, eleven months, and some odd days. Or stay in Las Vegas. Yeah. I mean, you talk so highly of those places. Yeah. You know, try and, to and one and someday when I can afford it, I will live in one of those places. That's right. Yeah, I just find it kind of hypocritical, that's all. It's not hypocritical at all. It's an exactly a reflection of the way I feel about it. But it, since you wanted to tell me what to say, I love it here. It's paradise. You feel better? <laughs> feel better? No, no, that's it. Okay. God, what can you say about him? He's an asshole. Yeah, it's hypocritical to tell the truth of the way you feel. This is not a pleasant place to live for living and breathing people. It's a place for dead people. It's a place for people over the age of 100 and illegal aliens. That's all it's all about. Nobody here cares about the kids, about education, about anything that means anything. All they care about is billionaires, spoiled billionaires who want to keep building stadiums and arenas and illegal aliens. That's all they care about here. It's a banana boat place. Everybody knows that. Well, I tell you, I've had so many guys like that. Well, you're making so much money. Great. That's fine. That's the only reason that I'm here. If that weren't the case, I'd be gone in a heartbeat, pal. After investing 23 years in this place, pouring my guts out. And he's knocking the other callers. What did he have to contribute? Besides, I'm basically a malcontent and a hypocrite. What did he have to offer us? Nothing. Zero. zippity doo And you're all a bunch of morons, too, by the way. Everybody who listens, they're all morons except him. Thank God we got him. He's the smart guy. Not like Fredo. Not dumb. He's smart. Probably saying a few Hail Marys right now and rubbing his uh, thing. <coughs> You're helping all over, boy. I'm a Catholic. No. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rambo 4 and 5. <laughs> How are you? John Rambo still alive. I want to make movies four and five. My life ain't going great. Planet Hollywood's broke. Unfortunately, I speak like I had a stroke. Blood came in 82. That's when I hurt my penis and it never, ever grew. Rambo 2 was in 85 late. Uh, Rambo 3 was in 88. Shooting and running and shooting. My gun. I did not make this movie with my son. Uh, his name is Sage. He was in Rocky Five in Daylight, the tunnel movie. A little bit of cash is what I need. I gotta get a loan from Apollo Creed. I gotta have another hit movie or a Broadway show like Jenna I guess nobody ever saw Copland. It was stupid. I guess I understand. My whole life is about to cave in. All I got left is Jennifer Flavin. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I need to make Rambo 4 and 5. <laughs> Check it out.
out. So call me up. I really need a script. I can do dialogue or keep it zipped. I like comedy, action, adventure, and drama. The, the only thing I will not do is have sex with a llama. So give me a break, for goodness sake. I used to be on Oprah. Now I can't get on Ricky Lake. Right now I got a one-man show in Poughkeepsie. Basically, I'm an unemployed gypsy. A little bit of cash is what I need. I got to get a loan from Apollo Creed. I got to have another hit movie or a Broadway show like Better Heat. I guess nobody ever saw Copland. <laughs> it was stupid, so I understand. My whole life's about to cave in. All I got left is Jennifer Flavin. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I need to make Rambo 4 and 5. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. It's 11.44 at 560 WQM. We got Dan Goldberg's show at 2. We got the big, big booster. I do mean big, 6 o'clock tonight. Panthers at Toronto in a Maple Leaf, 7 o'clock tonight pregame. A lot of calls about that uh, Pavel Bury Scott Mellonby last night, right? No. Nothing about that. You know, this last guy, if I had a dollar for every caller I've had like this over the 23 years, I wouldn't be here right now. I could retire and go someplace great. But, well, I'm listening because I find you very interesting. But uh, can't you say this and can't you say that instead of what you say? Uh, no. No. no I'm, see, there's nothing worse than somebody trying to tell somebody else what to say. I like your show, but I would like you better if you would just say things that I would uh, rather hear. Well, guess what? The answer is still no. no. What a jerk. In other words, because I've been successful here, because I bring something to the table and have been able to move from one station to another and get this big audience and bring in a lot of revenue and make a lot of money for these people, you know, I'll give you another example. That would, I'll give you even a, a much more uh, specific example in the generality of an area, and that's this radio station. They're paying me a lot of money. So why not, you know, why doesn't somebody call and say, oh, you're always complaining and they're incompetent and they're stupid and they're making you look foolish with this OJ? That's correct. Just because they're paying me a lot of money doesn't mean I'm going to tell you great things about this company because they'd be, I would be lying. They're embarrassing. They're humiliating. Their whole mentality, their whole way of doing business is something I've never even dreamed of, much less seen in a 100 years in a business. So just because they're paying me a lot of money doesn't mean I'm going to sit here and suck their ass and tell you how great they are. It's not my style. And that's one of the reasons that this guy finds me interesting, because I don't just sit here and kiss ass like most people that you come across, okay? No matter whose ass it is. Well, it all depends. How's Miguel doing today? Oh, yeah, can't you just say this? I mean, uh, you know, I like you, but, but I like it so much better. Well, too bad, because the answer is still. No. How do you like that? No matter how many times you ask the same question, the answer will still be no. Sure, I would like it if this town was more like it was when I first came here. It wasn't that bad back then. It was almost livable. There were some signs of life, some living and breathing people. And if, you, if I'm inaccurate by telling you that this is basically a bunch of old farts who want to stifle everybody else and a bunch of banana boat people, then you tell me where I'm wrong. I'd like to know what's wrong about that. Is that an inaccurate assessment? Am I making up these things about what happened for the 8 millionth time at the arena the other night and about O.J. and all the other same trash coming back here uh, over and over again? Am I and about the politicians trying to foist more taxes over on the public for their own pet project so they can get their palm greased? Am I making those things up? No. I don't think so. So if you're looking for some guy that's just going to sugarcoat life and just go along with the program here, you're on, you're on the wrong spot on the dial, pal. I'm not going to do it. 
Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. I saw something sickening on TV last night, and I had to give you a call. Um, I was watching Hardball with uh, Chris, Chris Matthews. Matthews yeah. Hardball, and he was interviewing that little nerd, uh, Gary Bauer. And no. they, were, they were talking. I'm sorry? I just uh, made a guttural gurgling sound. <laughs> That's what I did, too, when I saw him. Um, they were talking about the, the Ventura interview, of course. This is like you know, the chance for all the other guys to get on and bash him now. But then he was sure. asking... He was asking Bauer about his uh, his comment about religion being for weak-minded people, and he said, this is the part that was sickening. He said, yeah, I don't think they're all weak-minded. He said, as a matter of fact, he said, I think back to that girl at Columbine, Cassie Bernal. He said, she chose to die rather than renounce her faith. He said, if I had to be stuck in a foxhole, I'd rather be with Cassie Bernal than Jesse the Bigot Ventura. And those are his exact words. Mm-hmm. What an asshole. And guess what? She's in a box in the ground now. She chose to die, Neil. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It all dies. She raised her hand. Yeah, well, she believed in God, but God, as usual, was absent when needed. Yeah, he wasn't there. Just never seems to be in the right place at the right time. He's a, he's always busy, like I said, bidding on ball games. That's why all the athletes keep praying to him. You know, can I get a shameless request? Maybe. Manage things. Okay. Have a great day. See ya. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Yeah, you give me a guy like Jesse Ventura, especially a man who's in a public forum, who's governor of a state that actually we can find on the map. Some of us who's got the balls to say these things in public and refuses to backtrack. And then, uh, you know, then you see what a real man is all about. As opposed to people that are like 99%, 99 and 9 tenths percent of the media who just pander and say all the politically correct things because, God forbid, they might offend somebody. I'm going to tell you, when you've got a public forum and you're speaking on a regular basis and you're not offending anybody, then you're not doing a good job. You're doing a real bad job if you're not offending somebody. You're not saying anything. Here's Hialeah. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Hi, good morning. Neil, I listen to you all the time. I'm getting to be a regular. I'm a trucker. But, you know, I wish we had 25 other stations around here, people like you. That That's right. Amen. To the people. You know what, Neil? We live in a sugar-coated world. People like to be bullcrap. Right. So that's what they like. Mm-hmm. And you sitting here wasting your guts and your time. You're not getting through to these people because these people don't have a clue. Oh, this time will never and change. You look at, Neil, this look time will never going to change. Have you driven around and look at our school system, see these kids, which my grandkids, all my kids are grown, but see what my grandkids will be going in tents. And these people ask us to build them space, uh, stadium millions right. of dollars. I mean, this is unbelievable. And these people sitting here and crying in their milk, oh, we need a stadium. What's, what's more important? I mean, it's ridiculous. I just want to say I don't have a lot of material, but I listen to you all the time. I'm a trucker, and I just enjoy your show. I just wish it was more people like you that maybe some of these people would get the message. But obviously, they're not getting it. Well, God, you God, bless us. God bless you and me. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I drove out of here yesterday on the way home, and there was a uh, pickup truck with some Schwarzers in there waving and high-fiving and giving me the uh, thumbs up. I thought it was a thumb. Yeah, they were. See, our dark-complected friends, they love the show because of the fact that there's actually somebody that speaks out, speaks his mind on it. That's, uh, they're not used to that. They're used to being repressed, you know. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Yeah, I'm going to come in tomorrow, and I'm going to change my whole act for that one guy. Oh, God, this is paradise, man. I'm making a lot of money. Therefore, it must be great here. And since when is money, how much money you're making, a barometer of the community that you're living in? Where the hell did that come from? I don't understand that. I guarantee you there are people listening to me right now who are making a lot of money who work for assholes. The only difference being that I'm probably one of the very few that can actually have the luxury of going on here and say, I do work for assholes and saying it in public. And if they don't like it, write me a check. That's all. I'll say goodbye. No problem at all. 
5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Miramar. Hello. No. Yes, sir. How are you? Okay. Uh, God created hell. Who created the devil? God. He did too? Uh, how, wow. where, else, where else did he come from? Everything that's on the, uh, in the universe, God created. You know, you shouldn't let that turd pusher bother you, you know? I mean, it's, there's people like that out there. What can you do about that? You know? Yeah, that turd licker? It's a frustrated individual. Uh huh. Well, he's from New York, don't forget. The closet turd pusher, more like it then, I guess. Uh huh. Anyway, anything on, uh, Melon B? He's got a concussion. Is that it? Yeah. No swelling or nothing like that? Well, I don't know if it's swelling out of his head either. I don't know. He just had a concussion. He walked out of the hospital. Oh, he did? Yeah, but as far as how long he'll be out or Burry will be out, we have no information, you know. You know how that goes. And and Burry pulled his groin, right? He's pulling it, yeah. He's pulling it, all right. They got ice on it right now. Oh, God. They're cooling it out. Lucky him. Okay. Bye. See ya. <laughs> yeah, see, these people don't care about that. I mean, here was one of the most uh, grotesque uh, things that could have happened to us, and they're like, uh, they don't care. There is absolutely no zero. I don't care how many of you show up in that place, okay? I'm there around most of the time. But uh, there is no knowledge. There is no interest. There is no passion for it. It's like, oh, if it's here, it's here. And if it's not, who cares, you know? It's a place to go, and they're taking too much of our money anyway. Something to bellyache about. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Don't forget our pizza loft appearance, by the way. I should mention this a lot more is postponed from next Tuesday until the following week because we want to make sure that we get all the new CDs in and the new and improved and uh, good quality ones and the uh, buttons and all, all the other good stuff. So Tuesday, October 26th from uh, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Pizza Loft in Davie. Spread the word. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil, God. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Uh, Neil, I was calling you for a couple of reasons. Uh, is that mobile number five going to be on the CD? No. No? Oh. Also, I have great news for uh, for Miami people. Um, last week, I was reading in a newspaper, uh, I believe it's called Miami Week, and uh, they say that Miami is the number one, the capital of the world, for ecstasy users. All right. Great. What do you think about that, I huh? Heard I heard they're raving about it. It's so good. <laughs> they even have people from New York and uh, Cali over there. Saying that they uh, every time they roll, they wish they were here in Miami. Uh huh. Something to be proud of for the first yes, time. Yes, sir. But we're thanks. number one, baby. Don't ever forget it. And Neil, um, also uh, on Sunday, will you be uh, attending the winding? I think it's this Sunday. The what? This is uh, on Y100 on FM station. Uh, they have a winding every year, and uh, 98 degrees will be performing on Sunday that's night. The thing you wisely chose. Well, oh, that's avoid. the thing. I uh, I was invited to be there, and I I said no. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I said, unless I can roll around in the uh, fields with Nick and Jeff from 98 Degrees, and they said no, and I no. said, well, in that case, forget it. <laughs> uh, Neil, also, I hope I'll be seeing... a big kiss for us, too, by the way. Tell me he's an asshole, yes? I hope I'll be seeing you on uh, on Saturday night against uh, Anaheim and uh, uh, the, the Panthers. Yeah. So I'll be saying hi to you. All right. All right? Hang in there, Dave. pal. We're number one, That's right. See, we're just in pure ecstasy being here in South Florida. What's that other guy bellyaching about? We always liked it. And all that rave concert bullcrap. All of this is just a drug fest. So, I mean, you know, don't lie about it. See, you want to go there and dance and do a lot of drugs and do a lot more drugs and dance and do more drugs. And then at least you be honest. Stop lying about it. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Weston. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing today? Okay. I enjoy your show, and I'm a first-time caller, okay? Great. And I also enjoyed the Julio that works with you, okay, the fellow who's next to you. Yes. I have to comment, if I can, 
two or three points that he mentioned yesterday is about black and white among Hispanics. Yeah. And he mentioned Puerto Ricans are half black. Mm-hmm. And he may be right. But he forgets. No, this is his Puerto Rican bias. He hates Puerto Ricans. I, I, well, I know that already. Right. He's just obsessed with his consumed. I'm not even sure which he hates worse, Jews or Puerto Ricans. Yeah, but I, no, I understand that because I feel the vibes, okay? Yeah. Now, I'm a Cuban, Puerto Rican. Yeah. So I'm in between. Oh, my God. But he has to remember that he's half black, too. Right. And if he doesn't no, remember that, he's in, den- he's in denial. Well, he's see? always been in denial. Okay. And I listen to his show, and he always mentions, mentions on his show that, you know, he always brings in the Cuban ancestry, his Cuban ancestry mm-hmm. from Spain and all that. That's okay, but I'm sick and tired of listening to that. Because right. every all your Caribbean, especially in Puerto Rico, they have Spanish ancestry, too. Mm-hmm. So tell him, tell yeah, him. Listen, I've, I've, I've been to Madrid, and to be honest with you, I wouldn't be uh, bra- bragging about it. You know what I'm saying? I would yeah, be, uh, I, I understand. All Irish, <laughs> I understand. But I was in Cuba about 19 I years the ago. Romans, the Romans took them in about 20 minutes. You know, who the hell needed them? Well, I was in Cuba about 19 years ago. I had to go because of my job. And let me tell you, they're black and, and mulattoes. They're, 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 I would say not half. I would say 60%. Right. But this guy, if he's in denial, I mean, he better, you know, Crap or get off the pipe. Exactly. Well, forget he, about all that stuff. He's and working all, on it right now. And all yeah. these Cubans down there, forget about all this. They're living, they're living in past tense. Well, yeah, there's nothing worse than a professional ethnic. You know what I'm saying, sir? Yeah, I got you. Okay. But just tell him he's all right. Yeah, but he said you're go. all right, George, but stop being a professional Cuban. Okay, yeah, sir. Zyg is on. Get out of here. I got to go. I don't want to do like Hank did yesterday and get caught up with the two breaks back to back. Nice going, Humper. He was, uh, I guess it was that Ed Pope column, just softened up Hank's brain. He'll be okay today. Mommy, Mommy, my doll's panties are all red. New from the Little Lady Doll Factory, it's my first period Brenda, the doll that teaches your little girl what it's like to be a woman. Mommy, Mommy, why won't Brenda stop crying? Most of the time, Brenda's a normal doll, but once a month, she gets a visitor that turns her into a cranky doll, and that's when the fun begins. Mommy, Mommy, why is Brenda all curled up in the fetal position? Pull the string and listen to Brenda tell you just what it feels like. The doll no little girl should be without. Tampon sold separately. Two minutes afternoon at 560 QM. Our poll question today is, why did God create hell? Isn't that a great question for all the believers out there? Why, if God is a loving God, why would any, any omnipotent being, uh, why would he do such a thing? Create a horrendous place like hell. Any answers? No. Not yet. I'm waiting. Well, you have to have some place to send the sinners, you know. Oh, that's right. Forgot about that. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. See, it wouldn't be good enough just to deprive the sinners from the uh, the wonderment of going to heaven and having eternal life, so you can go up there and praise God for eternity. Oh God, you're good. Oh God, oh you're good. God, you know, forever. That wouldn't be bad, you know, bad enough punishment. Just that you go underground and that's it. No, we have to go even beyond that because this sick twisted S&M God that mankind invented. He wants to make sure you really get it in the old rectum. That's right. So that's why he invented hell. Here's Deerfield. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, you know the best thing about this town? What is that? Uh, Leaving to, it. Yeah, right. 
I go to Windsor for five days. I come home. I don't have to read the newspaper. Nothing changes. Right. Oh, nothing, that's for sure. Nothing actually changes. See, every, see, I make the same mistake five times a year. I get five weeks vacation every year. I go on vacation. I'm out of here for ten days. I come back. And for some strange reason, I'm in such a good mood, I expect that something here is going to change. And, and it's unrealistic. It's never going to change exactly. here. Exactly. That, that just uh, lost Van Van thing that they were talking about. Same old crap. Yeah. It's like nothing. I, I don't know. I don't understand. Been through it a million times. I know. It's it's. It's really bad, but I did meet somebody up there that you may know, Wally Hennessy. Yeah. Yeah, a uh, f- uh, friend of my uh, in-law. One of our great harness racing drivers from yeah. Pompano Park. How's it going, eh, Wally, yeah, from uh, Nova Scotia? Yeah, he's still in Windsor. Uh, I, I didn't know that uh, my in-laws uh, were uh, one of the uh, people or horsemen up there, Ron Burnett. Right. And I met him through him. He's a I, big guy, a, Wally. Yeah, I, he, he was nice, yeah. Big I, hockey fan, too. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, I got to see the Windsor Spitfires up there. Right. You want to talk about a hockey game? Ooh, that's real hockey. Yeah, those kids play. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're 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 out there for a job. It was great, but it's just uh, you know you come back here and it's the same old thing. Yeah, same tired tired stuff. You got it. I'll tell you. <laughs> Hang in there, Neil. <laughs> Thanks for the good news. All right, I feel better already. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. How's it going, Wally? How's you doing, eh? See Wally at the hockey games every now and then. Comes by, says, hey, how's it going, Neil? And he runs away because he doesn't want me to ask too many questions about that horse that I bet on at the track. Hey, Wally, come on. What's going on? Hit him again, Wally. Come on, one more time. No? Not this time? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five. I don't think I ever cashed a ticket on Wally Hennessy in my life, but he's a good guy. Never stole a freight train, eh? Here's a lady in Weston. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. I'm Neil. Hi, how are you? Great. I am a baseball fan, a Marlins fan, and a huge Joe Angel fan. Right. And uh, are you familiar with the article that was out in the paper about a month ago regarding Dave O'Brien? Yeah, the Burry Jackass column. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, well, according to the realtors in the area of Weston, Joe Angel's house is for sale. Sure. Went on the market two days after the season ended. Right. So there must be some truth to the article. Oh, he's not coming back. Joe Angel's not coming back? No. Is that for sure? Uh, positive. He's not coming back this year, this coming year? Right, or ever. still had another year left in the contract. Right, but he won't be coming back. I'm sure they're going to pay him off. Well, that really sucks. I, I agree. I think he did a fine job. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't like uh, some of the aspects of what he does. He does a little too much of that John Miller stuff, but I think he did a really uh, excellent job, especially under impossible circumstances these last two years, trying to, uh, you know, brought, make excitement out of that. And uh, the way that it, and it all goes back, by the way, and I have this on absolute authority, it all goes back to John Henry. He was the one who made the decision. He's the one who leaked the information to Barry Jackass before the season ended, and uh, totally unacceptable. What an ugly way to do it. Right. I mean, well, I, what, I have what, a lot of respect. What a nice way to repay a guy who did a good job for you. Absolutely, absolutely. I have a lot of respect for Joe Angel and none for Henry. And, and why couldn't they have divvied it up? Why couldn't they have let the, each guy, they both do a real good job, why couldn't they let Dave O'Brien do half of the game on radio and half on TV, and the same with Joe Angel? Why couldn't they do that instead of pissing off Joe Angel and uh, shipping him out? I, absolutely. I think it sucks. Well, I think he'll be better off for it. Yeah, maybe, I think Maybe so he'll too. go somewhere with a team that doesn't lose 100 games. Let's hope so. Okay. All right, thanks. Fine. Or close to it. Oh, they didn't lose 100 games, you know. No, only 98, I think. Yeah, typical lacking of class, baby. That's old John Henry standing up there in the stands looking for fans. I must be crazy. I must be nuts. Running around like a beggar, like one of those schleppers on the streets of uh, Young Street in Toronto. Uh, Spare some change, mister? No, I don't think so. Well, have a nice day anyway, eh? That's John Henry. The only difference is that unlike those schleppers who don't have two toonie loonies and toonies to rub together, this guy's a multi-billionaire. But he wants our money some way. And just like that thing in the paper today. I love the way they always add that in there. Where is it? 
Did I wipe my ass with it yet or what? Come on, you got it here somewhere, mister. Oh, here it is. About the downtown Fort Lauderdale site. And they, they continue with this chutzpah, boy. Keep telling us where they want us to build it for them and, you know, how much money we're going to have to put in there. And the last paragraph in this story in the Herald this morning, team wants aid. Oh, yeah. The final decision, as the team has said all along, will depend on which site comes with the required public contribution. I must be crazy. I must be nuts. Today, no tax sources have been confirmed, although the team has been focusing their research on taxes that hit tourists, not residents. Among them, taxes on hotel bills and car rentals. No. No. No, it's not going to happen. They took that poll. 62% said even a tax on the tourists, no, we don't want it going for that. No. No. Not when we got kids going to porta potties for schools in Broward County. We don't have any kind of tax money, any tax revenue at all that's going into your pocket, okay? You must be. I must be crazy. I must be nuts. An idiot. Hey, Neil. It's true. I can have an orgasm just driving down I 95, but only if you're driving beside me. Alien probes in their ass, TV don't get better. The chef just like getting late tonight, cheesy foods abound. Alright. You're gonna see Stan throw up his guts if Wendy's around. There's Stan, Portland Kyle, and the talking turd. And at least once a week you hear, you turd. Hey, Twelve fourteen at five sixty WQM. So how come we haven't heard about why God invented hell yet? It's already twelve fifteen. I asked the question like almost a quarter of an hour ago. I thought we'd have had six thousand calls by now telling us that uh, the good news. Wasn't it a lot of fire under our asses, figuratively speaking? Of course. Under our rectums. Yeah. So you know to make sure that. Well, we're where are these people? Where's all the people who are so much better than we are? I know you're out there listening, all you closet religionists out there. Why don't you give us the information? Maybe I'm wrong about this one, huh? Maybe the dog done it. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. The search for hell. Of course, when you live in South Florida, you don't have to look too far. Oh, see, there he goes again. Yeah, I'm doing it just for that one guy. I might do the whole rest of the show for him. He really stimulated me a lot. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I uh, just called to tell you that I think you're the Dan Marino of radio, and uh, it's going to be a sad day when you're gone. We'll miss you. Yes, sir. And also, uh, a little interesting bit happened. I was on hold, and some old Cuban guy on a bicycle pulls up, asked me how to get to US-1, and uh, first he asked me if I spoke Spanish. I said, no. He goes, US-1. US-1, yeah. US-1, yeah. And then he goes, I go to Daytona from US-1. <laughs> I said, I'm on hold. See ya. Excellent. Good job, pal. I'm you should have just told him. <laughs> 
888-567-0560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. we got a couple open lines there. We're waiting. I'm sure that somebody on one of those open lines is going to call and give us the real story of the truth and save us from ourselves because we sure don't want to be in that lake of fire. I'd rather be in Canada Lake any day of the week. I'd rather be in Lake Ontario taking my chances than on that goddamn burning lake of fire. I'd rather be in the ring of fire with Johnny Cash at least he's got the good powder. That's what OJ said. Is that line four screwed up again or what? WQAM. Yeah, Deerfield. Yes, sir. Let's go to Deerfield. Hello. Yeah, I want to know if God can make a rock so heavy that even he can't pick it up. Good question. We'll take a poll on that. Thank you. You notice line four is screwed up again. It didn't ring. I think you just caught it when it was... uh I had my thumb on it just at the right time. It's Always a good ring. idea, all you kids out there. Make sure you got your thumb on it just at the right time, okay? Things can get really messy. Are you sure it's working? It's working. Oh, thank God. That's the last thing we need. Now, how about your internal office phone? Is that working? Uh, so-so. Sometimes. I can use it. Sometimes. But it's still, uh... Does it work? Whenever it feels like it. Yeah. Now, don't start getting pushy, okay, professional Actually, Cuban? Not. That guy was right about you. I wish I was half black. You are. Fort Lauderdale. Oh, Hello. I could say nigger. Hey, God. Yes, sir. The way I counted the girls out was I kept their panties. Uh-huh. Now I love myself. Yeah. And go Red Wings. Okay, well, I hope you enjoy your three pair. Oh, go Red Wings. That's that idiot. Yeah. Go Red Wings. Nice game here the other night, by the way. Lucky to escape with a tie. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Royal Palm Beach. Hello. Royal Palm Beach. How many callers would we have from Royal Palm Beach? That would have to say it more than once, unless maybe they're retarded. They're gone. Too late. Too late. 5670560, pound 560. I love when that happens. How many, t- how many callers do you think we got in Royal Palm Beach, sir, okay? How many times do I have to say it before you finally say, oh, yeah, that must be me. Maybe I better say hello, something. Jesus, K. Christ, that other guy was right about the callers. Here's Kendall, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. Um, called you a few times in the past, Neil, and a lot of times it's hard to get through, so I don't bother, but today you really, you know, for you to sit there hour after hour and day after day and stand up for the community and stand up for the people here, and stand up for the, you know, the town here, yeah. and stand up against these billionaire assholes. Right. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm starting to shake, you know, I'm getting really frustrated. Me too. This goddamn money about the lottery, they, they bamboozled us years ago. Right. The lottery money, we're going to build education. The whole thing is another fraud. My goddamn right. kid here, one year old, and I'm scared to death to send him to any school, whether it be public him. or private. I'm sitting here scared in my boots. I don't blame him. And it. I'd just like to take a few minutes, you know, to thank you for uh, standing up for the community, and, uh, at least uh, we have somebody with a voice, you know, representing us. Thanks a lot. And know your God. I'll pray God for you. us. Thank you. There you go. There's a guy who's appreciative, okay, because like I said the other day with all that Danny Marino stuff, even though it's just a sports thing, here's a guy that's done real good for this town for almost 20 years, and the minute that he farts the wrong flavor, they're ready to hop on his ass and just beat him to a pulp. And the same thing with me and anybody else that comes in. I mean, I don't have to raise money for charity. I don't have to pat myself on the back. I don't have to take on John Henry and Wayne Hypinga and Mayor Penis. I do it because I believe the things that I'm telling you. I don't have to tell you that the management of, the, of this radio station are a bunch of lunkheads, a bunch of cheap pricks. I don't have to tell you, but it happens to be true. Inept. Unconscionable. So I'll reach out and pat myself on the goddamn back and go see my chiropractor tomorrow. How do you like that? Thank you, sir. God bless you for at least caring enough to send your very best. Yeah, but but it's a lot easier to rip and tear. See, they like doing that. Yeah, well, you know, I find you very interesting, but you say this, and I'd rather have you say that. Well, no, I'm not going to do it. 
Don't you understand? I'm not going to say what some asshole out there wants me to say. If that's the case, then that guy can come in and do the show tomorrow. And I'll just take the money, thank you. Oh, Royal Palm Beach is back. Hello. Yes, Neil. Yes, sir. Sorry oh, about that. You yeah, no problem. Uh, I guess I am your only caller because uh, when I do call, I do say Royal Palm because usually I'm exclusive, you know. Uh, anyway, you know, uh, my wife and I have been married 11 years, and uh, we have uh, a daughter, a young daughter. Yes, sir. And uh, recently she came to me and said that she wants to start uh, attending church. Oh, I'm an atheist, and uh, we pretty much never really spoke, spoke much about uh, the religion in any mm-hmm. way, but she feels it might be a a good, solid foundation for our door, at least to learn the history of religion. So here is my dilemma. I'm just, uh, you know... Well, I there, are a lot, there are a lot of good books, you know. How old is your daughter? She's eight. Eight. Mm-hmm. Now, my mother-in-law has taken her to, uh, like, a Sunday school when she stayed down there, and uh, she's beginning to enjoy it, And uh, because, you know, the Sunday oh, school, of course, is, uh, you know, getting the coloring and right. doing a bunch of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But overall, here she is, and she says, well, maybe it's time to do that. So... Uh, you know, I pretty much didn't say yes or no, though, but uh, my feelings are that uh, are the same as you and uh, most of your other colleagues. Yeah, okay, what I would do is I would wait until she's maybe a little bit older and then get her some great books on comparative religions of the world and let her pick her own poison or not, as the case may be, as opposed to getting brainwashed and indoctrinated, which is what they do in Sunday school. Right, because I'm a very fair father and, right. uh, and son husband, too, and I, and I don't want to step on anyone's feet, and uh, she is a good girl. And I well, raise if there's anything we love better than our forefathers, it's our fair fathers. Yeah, right. So uh, just call it, you know that. Uh, That's my best advice, pal. Don't do it. Don't don't sacrifice your brain to the uh, religionists, please. Probably, there's probably, uh, probably plenty of fathers out there and husbands that uh, probably have to go through the same thing here and pretty much uh, just back off. Probably just sit and watch football on Sunday while they're gone. I guess. Right. I mean, that's the bottom line. Which you not can a do good idea. In fact, you'll enjoy the football a lot more. And uh, and, and before I go, uh, since there is a uh, possible uh, uh, storm threat uh, this weekend in South Florida, I don't know if you knew about that or not. Sure. And uh, I say these protesters should get on that raft and start heading back before the storm hits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, okay. thank you, Neil. See ya. Okay, he redeemed himself there. And, of course, nobody has still told us about uh, why God invented hell. I think that's a very important question. Leave it to me to come up with the questions. I don't claim to have all the answers. You religion started wanting to have all the answers. Where's the answer? It's almost 1230 already. Half an hour goes by, and we still haven't found out why God created hell. Probably the same reason he doesn't get rid of Lucifer. You know, Lucifer, you know, Lucifer reminds me of O.J. Yeah, he's evil, he's pesky, and he just refuses to go away. But God, being all-powerful, he can just snap his fingers or whatever, he's, his testicles, his tentacles, whatever he's got. And there goes Lucifer, never see him again. Oh, my gosh, can you imagine how wonderful it would be? No more shootings in Colorado, no more shootings on the streets of Miami, no more people throwing their babies off the banister, no more, no more of this crap. No more evil. Because if Satan is responsible for all the evil things in the world and for leading man down the path to hell, all we got to do is get rid of him. So God must be playing some kind of game with us, especially since he knew ahead of time how it's all going to come out anyway. He knew ahead of time how it was going to come out, just like when he put Adam and Eve to the test in the garden. Oh, well, he gave him free, uh, he gave him free will. The only problem is he knew what the resolution was going to be anyway and what the choice would be. He already knew that. So it's an S&M game. It's kind of like here at QAM. I'm going to give you a whole bunch of ways to fail. That's what I'm going to do. And if you can still succeed, well, well, you must be fantastic. 
But what I'm really going to do is keep throwing hoops in front of you. I'm going to throw a rings of fire, and I'm going to throw a locust, everything in your way to see if I can't make you fail, just like they do here at QAM. Maybe we've seen the face of God, George. Maybe it's Greg Reed. Yeah, going like that. Maybe we need. Maybe all this place needs is a good exorcism. But the power of Christ compelled you. <laughs> the power of Christ compelled you. Yeah. The power of Christ compelled you. Now we're getting there. We've seen the face of God. It's Greg Reed. So who's Satan? I don't know. But she sure talks like Linda Blair. Here's a mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Hey, I know why Neil. I guess and she squats I in the living room rug like Linda Blair too. Anyway, go ahead, sir. Okay, I wanted to call you a long time ago, but I you're gonna die up there. <laughs> do you do you remember when you came back from one of your one of your vacations? And yes, you sir. Was talking, you were talking about how you were getting on the eight thirty six, and you kind of like blacked out, and you didn't wake up until right. Up. That's right. Okay, I didn't black I out, but I was just uh, I don't know what it was. I had like a gap. I can tell. You, by all rights, you should have crashed and burned, right? By all rights, you something should have happened, right? No, I wouldn't say that. No, under the law of averages, if you do, I mean, if your mind goes blank and you kind of forget, I would say my mind went blank. I just uh, my attention span or whatever, I just wasn't paying any attention. Okay, under those. Are you suggesting that God was the one that got me home safely? Is that it? Yes, He carried you home the whole way. Oh, I see. Why would He do that when I don't even believe in Him? Because He's giving you a chance for you to believe in Him. Uh huh. And what about all those people who do believe in that He doesn't uh, straighten their ass out? They fall asleep at the wheel and bang, they're dead. How about them? It was their time. It was their time. It was their time, like those, yeah. like those teenagers in Denver that got killed in school. It was their time to go. Exactly. Uh huh. That's when he wanted. He didn't want you right now, or you'd been dead. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth. Well, time. I don't want him either. You should believe. Who invented believe hell? In who invented hell, sir? I can't answer that. Oh, okay. Thank you. See, there's no answer. The Bible says He's giving so. me a Why bunch of double answer? talk. He sounds like one of those NRA guys with, oh, if they would just enforce the existing law, you know, with the same old tired rhetoric that they're reading off a goddamn uh, newspaper they found in the tea room somewhere off a piece, of, a piece of literature. Same crap. The Lord guided me home. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. 26 past noon at 560 WQAM. Know that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. So you're an atheist, uh, completely rooted in science, uh, with no beliefs outside of what you can see with your own two eyes. Well then, chances are that the Old Testament didn't do it for you, and neither did the new one. So with the Lord's final attempt to bring your sorry ass around, check out the latest book from God, entitled, Screw You Too, You Ungrateful Little Bastard. Uh, start off in chapter one with, Who do you think caused the flood that wiped out your house last week? Uh, then move on to such later chapters as Step Outside, I Dare You. And drop to your knees and pray or those hemorrhoids won't ever go away. It's Screw You Too, You Ungrateful Little Bastard. The latest release from God. It's better than the Book of Mormon, better than the Torah, and the Bible combined. Uh, by yours today. It's 1231 at 560 WQM, so there is a God because the Panthers have recalled right-wing Ivan Novoselta from uh, Blue because obviously with Mellon being hurt last night and with Vare with that groin, he's pulling it. You got the two people out there, and how long, we don't know yet. Scott Mellonby, by the way, will meet up with the team in Toronto. And uh, is he going to be playing tonight? No. No. 
But, uh, you know, you get a concussion like that, who the hell knows how long. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T line uh, as we continue looking for the reason for hell. Why did God invent hell? Sounds like a very reasonable question to me. I asked the guy a question, and he said, yeah. yeah, he's got all the other answers, but when I ask him something very basic, why would anybody, why would any uh, loving creator invent something as grotesque and horrendous and disgusting as Hades, as hell, as this lake of fire, as this towering inferno? The answer is, yeah. I don't know. Well, think about it, okay? Here's a mobile in Hallandale. Hello. Neil? Yes, sir. What's Monster? I'm doing okay. Sir. Neil, I got to tell you, the Rascal House just reopened. The place is beautiful. I know. I, I don't like the Rascal House. I'm oh, it's there great now. Well, I don't like the Rascal House. They fixed the bit. Five six seven oh five. At least Goyam don't. The most of them go to the Rascal House, so it's uh, one leg up on you, pal. Five six seven oh five sixty. Pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. There's an old fart, an old Jew in Hallandale, by the way, who thinks the Rascal House is good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whew. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey. Yes, sir. How you doing, Neil? Okay. Worse than hell, he gave us the Miami Herald. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at 3A of the, of the Herald today, under sports. For what? Uh, look what it says about the National League American League Championship. Oh, jeez. As the Boston Red Sox and Cleveland Indians... Oh, wait a minute. 3A? Yeah. Gives you a little rundown on the news summary. Uh, as the Red Sox and Indians uh, prepared for night's game one. Oh, yeah, the Red Sox and the Indians. Yep. Indians get another shot at it, okay? Because we took all our land away from them. Thank you, sir. You bet. Take another care. mistake from the Herald. Leafs uh, stop Ottawa then. Did they do... Did they, no. Oh, they lost the game. Uh, Indians and the Red Sox, is that it? No. No. Red Sox and Yankees last time we all checked. Well, don't tell Joe Costello what the Indians. He'll be all have to have to take that uh, Yankee outfit on. That's the only thing he's wearing to work today. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. If it's in the Herald, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's probably a pile of crap. Right. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Hey, it's good to hear from you. Uh, first time caller. All right. Um, actually, I'm taking, I'm heading out, so I just wanted to call and let you know I'm a living and breathing person who's All leaving right. here. Uh, I grew up here and I just can't take it anymore. <laughs> and having worked for the, for the school system for so long, um, part of the problem is we got so many teachers out there that are just as jaded as the kids. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm tired of it. It's like I want, I was looking for advancement here, but I'm getting out because I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to work with these people. Mm-hmm. And they're much miserable people. So it's good talking to you. Uh, wish you the best. And um, take care. Okay, best of luck, pal. Thanks a lot. See you. Right, bye-bye. There's a young man that's getting out of here in education, no less. Anybody in their right mind want to work in education here? No. No support from the politicians. No support from the taxpayers and the parents. No support from anybody. And in the meantime, your kids are the ones that are like, uh, you know, it's kind of potluck. Some of them, through a miracle, they can uh, work their way through and fend for themselves and come out on top and be okay. And then there's a whole bunch of other kids who might actually uh, turn out to be a lot brighter if they had, like, textbooks and a real education system and people who really cared. But those, of course, are things that are un-American down here. All we care about here is, like that old fart from Hallandale, the early bird dinner. That's all we care. Sir, you're the too bad I had to dump you because you said crap. You must have been thinking about the food that they're going to slop out of your plate over there with all the old rascals. Too bad I had to dump him because he was the definitive thing about what's wrong with this town and so many of us despise it like poison. Is the rotting, festering dreck like him. Dreck. You're dreck on two legs, pal. You can smell it right through your bag. Here's a mobile in the gables. Hello. Mobile in the gables. 
Yes, sir. That's fine. I know I, I, yeah, I'm positive. I'm a minister, and I know why God created hell. Yes. To stuff all the faggots. Okay, thank you. I'm a minister, yeah. Doing a phony voice. I'm a minister. To stuff all the faggots. Yeah, stuff this. You should know a lot about stuffing, pal. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Don't you love that when they do that phony voice? No. Hey, I'm a minister in the Gables. Must, he must be related to that squirrel Larry Lujak was talking about the other day, the one who lost its nuts. Here's a mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How's it going? Great. I'd like to take a stab at your, at your question. Number one, God didn't create hell. We did. And uh, what I'd like to, 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 to kind of suggest to people, check out that movie, What Dreams May Come, with uh, Robin Williams. Okay. There's a part in that movie where uh, Cuban Gooden Jr. says that hell is probably not an actual place, but hell is, is a result of uh, a person's life gone bad. Uh-huh. God did not create hell. There's nothing like it. Only human beings have done it. And, and, I'm, and I go to church almost, you know, as, as, as often as I can, but... You know, oh we we've been so indoctrinated, as you as you call it, a lot, yeah. and and there's just a lot of misleading things that are that are being said in the churches today that that is kind of ridiculous. What 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 happens in Columbine is not a, is not a result of a of of a, a, a kid's time uh, uh, that child's time to go. It was just a, a crazy bastard who came in and shot up the whole place. So that that's how I that's how I, I view the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot, Neil. God bless you, sir. That's the guy that makes a lot of sense, okay? Yeah, I love the way that the thing ends, by the way. If you let it go all the way through, it ends with a saint. Oh, it's, it just stops short. It takes your breath away. It makes you want to puke up green soup for weeks. There's the movie that everybody should see, okay? If you want to realize what a bunch of bullcrap it all is. Demons and devils and angels and all of that. Yeah, how many angels can dance on your... Rectum. That's our poll question today, okay? Yeah. How many angels can give you a head? I mean, d- dance on a, a head of a pin. And by the way, we haven't had anybody yet who's outdone Wilt the Stilt yet. We had no guys calling claiming to screw more than 20,000 women today. Only one, I guess. Of course, I guess maybe God's got Will Chamberlain because uh, take a look around us, babe. He screwed us all. 22 till 1 at 560 WQM, the Hank Goldberg Show. Hey, stupid. Coming up at 2. Hopefully Hank's got his come back to his sense. Hank, I guess this week, uh, the last couple of weeks, it's alternate days. Some days he makes a lot of sense. And then other, what was that? Did you hear that? And then other days, like on the alternate days, he starts uh, sticking his head in places where it don't belong, like an Eddie Pope's. Rectum. Which I was embarrassed yesterday. Come on, Hank, you know better than that. Ed Pope hasn't written a column that made any sense in 600 years. Brand, and like any pope, you know, he's just a senile old man. Spread him and say cheese. Dear pants, <laughs> I don't think I'd like you anymore. <laughs> you used to watch me shave. Now all you do is stare at the floor. <laughs> oh, dear penis, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> Used to be you and me, a paper towel and a dirty magazine. <laughs> That's all we needed to get by. <laughs> now it seems things have changed, and I think that you're the one to blame. Dear penis, I don't like you anymore. 
He sings. Dear Rodney, I don't think I'd like you anymore. Cause when you get to drinking, you put me places I've never been before. Dear Rodney, I don't like you anymore. Why can't we just get a grip on our man-to-hand relationship? Come to terms with truly how we feel. If we put our heads together, we just stay home forever. Dear penis, I think I like you after all. Oh, and Rodney, while you're shaving, shave my bones. <laughs> right. 1235 and 560 WQM. couple open lines for all the Hellraisers out there. 5670560. She was also in that, too, wasn't she, in that movie, Linda Blair? What was the name of that movie? Hell, um, you know the one I'm talking about. What was it? Repossessed. No, no, not repossessed. Hell's, uh, oh, where she was running around. Who was running around naked? Willie Ames was running around naked in that movie. Oh, Heaven's Gate. No, not Heaven's Gate. Get out of here, Heaven's Gate. A Night in Heaven. Is that what it was? Yeah. No, that no, that was not A Night in Heaven. That was the one with Chris Atkins uh, as the male prostitute. Oh, who or dancer, or whatever it was. It was Linda Blair and Willie Ames. Don't you remember Willie Ames from Eight Inches is Enough? What's wrong with you, man? Get what, with it. Weren't they in Roller Boogie? Cor- Coral Springs. Hello. Hello, uh, Neil. Yes, sir. Good afternoon, sir. How are you today? I'm doing okay. I enjoy your show very much every day. Of course. Uh, puts, a, puts a little light in my day, laughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of question marks, too, of course. <laughs> yeah. But I just want to say, I just flew back from Montreal and went to see the game last night. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was a sleeper, yes, but it was good to see the Panthers win. But I want to tell you, at the end of the game, and Melon Bean got hurt. Right. I could not believe half of those people in that forum stick, stuck around right. to see him, how he was doing. Right. And they... When they lifted him up on the stretcher. They gave him an ovation when they put him on the stretcher. The ovation that right. he got was, I mean, I was so surprised. And mm-hmm. then what I've seen with the Michael Irvin situation, I'm saying these people got a lot of class. Right, unlike the Angels in Philadelphia, right. It's amazing to see how the reaction, and, you know, this is a game. It's not, you know, we're not at war. And people applauded that he was okay. Right. And, you know, I'm just, you know, the people here and the people there are like two different people. You got I live in I, I was born and raised in Montreal. I've been living in Florida for over 20 years, and I go back every year just to get a you know a breath of fresh air, mm-hmm. if you will. Right. But uh, you know, I wanted to mention that, and uh, you're bigger than U.S. Steel, Neil. Okay. Have a good day, sir. Thank you so much. You just do that, and they're so fast. You know, I'm just sitting here absorbing all of the other good stuff. Well, they're a little bit more civilized up there. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think you do. Unlike those animals in Philadelphia who are like, uh, you know, everybody, even the stars that played there, Mike Schmidt, anybody ever played in Philadelphia? Oh, by the way, talk about getting booed out of town. I don't want to mention who had a real, real, real bad game last night. I don't want to mention number 34. Beezer. I don't want to say that and rub it in, but boy, did he let in some bad goals. Uh-huh. Peter Bondra's got a hat trick for the Flyers, for the uh, uh, Caps last night. And, of course, he's a great player, got a great shot. All three goals, Greece. See, Beezer, when he was down here, he'd give up one greasy goal a game. But now in Philadelphia, he's given up two, three, four greasy goals a game, including the ones he gave the least in the playoffs last year. Oh. Thanks a lot, Bees. Boy, they're going to boo his ass out of town real fast. By the way, you heard it here first. Roger Nielsen's going to get fired this week. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's the mobile in Naples. Hello. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Okay, sir. 
as far as I can remember, uh, Satan invented hell. <laughs> I had to do a college term paper like nine million years ago. When I was Satan in invented hell? Yeah, well, uh, hear me out. I had to do this uh, terrible term paper we were doing, uh, study of mythology as uh, in religion. Yeah. And uh, apparently uh, Satan was an angel at the time. He was like uh, God's right-hand man. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, wanted to uh, move up <laughs> and uh, take God's place, but yeah. uh, when he saw there was no advancement, he set up his own kingdom, which was mm-hmm. hell, and of course, God's kingdom was heaven. No. Yeah. No, God invented heaven and hell. No, well, hear me out now, so then when when God found that... And, and let, me, let me ask you this. Okay. You remember when God got pissed off at every living creature on the face of the earth when things weren't going too good, and then we had the flood? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. No, no, but listen to me. Oh, okay. How come if he got pissed off and he eliminated even all the children, the babies, the infants, even all the innocent people who had nothing to do with his reason for being pissed off, but things weren't going right, how come he didn't eliminate the devil? That's what I'm saying. Is, is there's like two separate kingdoms? After after he, well, obviously God doesn't want anybody to get the get too. No, but he, he had a bad there, angel. You know? Okay, he had a bad angel. He had an angel who was like out of control. Okay, why didn't he just say poof, go away? Well, he did, but he, uh, I guess he couldn't do it all the way. Maybe he couldn't do it all the way. Yeah, I know a lot of guys medicine. like that. Okay, thanks a lot, pal. Woo! Heavy duty. Yeah. 5670560. It's called Let's Rewrite History. Okay, we know damn well that uh, God done it. And pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil, my queen. Yes. God, how the hell are you? Okay. Man, I need to have to stay here for me. I've been missing the hell of that TV show for when? Yeah. Why can't you make some other kind of deal with some other TV station? I don't want to make any deal to put crap like that back on you. You're kidding me? I just look forward to that. It was garbage. You make me laugh. It was like an embar- well, it made you laugh, but it made me cry because it was done very poorly and embarrassingly. No, well, I mean, well, if, you know, more, if, if, a, if a real TV station came along, I might do it right. I might consider it, but uh, that ain't happened. It's, it's, I haven't watched Whammy ever since. Yeah, and neither has anybody else. Thank you. Oh, my God. We've only been off for like almost a year on there. Whammy! God, it sucks. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. I have uh, two versions of why uh, why hell was created. Okay. Okay. First of all, I think that hell was created by the church a long time ago to civilize this uncivilized world, a place where you would go if you were bad and so forth. You know sure I mean? worked real well, didn't it? Exactly. Uh huh. Okay. And my second thing is is that just in case hell is true, OJ Sam Duche. And Greg Reed are going to need a place to go after we leave here. Sam Duchesne. Exactly. And you left out... Roy! Roy! Okay, okay thank you, sir. 5670560, pound 560 on the ATM. I mean, this is very amusing and very humorous, and that's fine, because that's part of what the show is all about. But we're very serious here, aren't we? No. Aren't we seriously looking for an answer to this question? No. About how come a God invented hell? No. If he's benevolent and loving and all this other stuff, and how come he don't make the goddamn devil go away and give us peace and tranquility? Oh, it's all in God's plan. Well, I'll pass, thank you. If that's the kind of God that you want to believe in that planned all of this. Oh, yeah, but, but oh, if man's got free will. See, one minute it's all in God's plan, the next minute God's got free will. Well, if a man's got free will, then what are you praying to God for? He's not going to intervene. Every statement they come up with is another contradiction. And then they turn another corner and another corner, and all of a sudden you realize you're going around in a big circle, jerk. Yeah, like a dog chasing its tail. That's what they got you doing, going around in a big circle. With double talk, like Al Kelly. Pa, 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 pa. Yeah, just double talk. 
Here's a lady mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello, Manil. Yes, ma'am. I thought about you on Sunday, and I told my husband when I was reading this article on the Miami Herald, I didn't get a chance to listen to you yesterday, so if I'm redundant, I apologize. Okay. But did you happen to notice the article in there of the preacher who, um, he has this following, and they bring in their checkbook and money, and they pray to God to make them rich and millionaires. No. Yeah, it was in the house, the huge article, and the guy was like jumping around. He was doing the thing from Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Show, show me the money. Show me the money. <laughs> <laughs> show me the money. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and they were playing this stuff, and I said to my husband, "Hi, Julio," because I know he's listening. I said, "If Neil doesn't, if Neil does not rag on this on Monday, I'll be so surprised." Well, I hope somebody. I, I hope somebody still got it. Maybe they'll send it to me. Thing, yeah. and I don't push it on anybody else. Mm-hmm. But I, I, believe me, I couldn't answer any of those questions. My kids are being brainwashed yeah. in Catholic school right now. Well, don't they, don't let those priests practice on any of your kids. Just let me suggest well, I have that. Girls. I have girls, so I think I'm pretty safe. Like I said, but... don't let those sisters pray on you know practice on any of your uh, kids. <laughs> no, but I can't answer any of those questions because some of them sound so foolish to me, even to me. I mean, yeah. I, I'm an intelligent person. But, you know, everybody, everybody's different, and I don't push what I believe on anybody. It's my Yeah, there you person. go. I mean, nothing wrong with a little free wine. <laughs> Have a great day, sweetheart. Right, I'll pray for you. Okay, bye. Thanks. Free wafers, free wine. But like I've told you before, don't drink out of that chalice if the priest put his lips on it. And, you know, the priest often, uh, like, dips his tongue in there, too. In the, yeah. <laughs> That's what he does. He dips his tongue in there. Not necessarily in the wine. <laughs> oh. oh, God. What a closet, baby. Let me tell you something, okay? This old fag here, you guys in the church, you're not fooling me. Maybe you're fooling some of those naive heterosexual people out there. You're not fooling me for a millisecond. I'm on to every one of you goddamn faggots, okay? God. There's no fags in, in the church. Right, right. Oh, here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Mobile in Miami. Hello? Yes, sir. I'm not mobile. But that's Here's okay. a stationary in Miami. Yeah. Neil, this morning, Goldie says that <clears throat> when uh, our Schwarza gets back, he's going to replace Chris Will. Yeah. going to be great. Well, you know, it's like uh, taking one statue out of the way and at least replacing it with, uh, with a darker one. I don't know. What does that, what does that mean? Do you see Chris Wells last night? They set him up Mellonby with a great pass all alone in front of the net and never even got a shot away. I know. It's terrible. Even but, the rim end uh, was a little caustic about that. But maybe we can teach O.J. to skate and he could be Burry's protection. Okay. Yeah. Give him a machete instead of a stick. Sounds good to me. And also, you know, if there was a god, Niedermeyer would have a pair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. If there was a god, he'd be on some other team. I'll tell you that. Oh, Robbie. Don't don't go away mad, Robbie. Just please go away. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. There is a god because yeah. there she is. Yeah, she's singing a John Henry song. You know the one. I must be crazy. I must be crazy. Yeah, she's singing that song, the John Henry song. Nice song, Brittany. She's got a fear, and who gives a crap if they're real or not? That's for you, Brittany. Okay, that's from all your fan out there. They're all yanking on it right now. Buttheads. It's a one to two hour. Father-in-law, would you get off my butt? If your daughter's so perfect, why'd she marry such a putt? Father-in-law, you think you're better than me. But I don't eat in cafeterias, and I have cable TV. Always wearing black shoes with Bermuda shorts. You complain about sciatica, you 
keep on driving in Ford. Too much swearing in the movies. Too many songs at the beach. Everyone except Reagan should have been in peace. Yes. Father-in-law, you like driving big cars. And you hate any music that has a guitar. Father-in-law, tell me I am a creep. But I ain't clipping coupons every day of the week. I have nothing like you. Don't go to the dog track. I don't drink hot coffee when I eat a Big Mac. Your daughter's my wife. I will not destroy her. You're just gonna have to get over it. She needs to marry a lawyer. 102 at 560 WQM. Catholic Church paying pregnant girl to keep baby. It's in London, no less. Weeks after the Irish government, the British government, I'm so sorry. Weeks after the British government launched the moral crusade to cut the number of teenage pregnancies, the Roman Catholic Church in Scotland has revealed that it is paying the bills of a poor pregnant 12-year-old to prevent her from having an abortion. 12-year-old girl and the Catholic Church is paying her off to make sure she has the baby. The announcement provoked a furious backlash on Monday from abortion rights advocates and renewed the debate about how to curb Britain's teenage pregnancy rate, the highest in Western Europe. We're talking of money being offered to a child to keep a baby, which removes choice, said Sarah Colborn, head of the National Abortion Campaign. Offering 12-year-olds cash for babies is tantamount to bribery, fumed Sue Carroll, a writer for the newspaper, the London Daily Mirror. How do you like that, huh? Paying off a 12-year-old girl to make sure she don't have an abortion so we can put another good Catholic baby on the face of the earth there in London, which they need like they need hemorrhoids, like they need more spotted dick. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Yeah, when they were doing Wimbledon, I was in London, spotted dick at the airport, Enberg. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. How you doing, Neil? First okay. time caller. You want to know why God created hell? Yeah, so that people Thank like you could call the show. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in South Miami. Hello. Mobile in South Miami. Okay, thank you. Okay, we're coming right down to the bitter end now. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. Pembroke Pines. Yes, sir. How you doing? I don't know. People are going into a coma, this crowd. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, why are you exactly. on this whole religion thing? <laughs> what is it? Why are, you on, why are you on this whole religion thing? I got an interesting story for you. Yes, sir. When I was about 11, I was at a softball game with my uh, church, keeping score. I scored a run that the other team didn't think should have happened. Mm -hmm. So the two Christian teams got in a fist fight on a softball field. All right. Over a run scored in a game. There you go. Sounds like Northern Ireland to me all over again. Most definitely. I'm on my lunch hour. I want to say hi to somebody if you don't mind. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Is he gone? 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Kibis Kane. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, you sound like a communist. Yeah. I mean, if you don't believe in God, yeah. I mean, you don't see any Boy Scout troops over in uh, Cuba for crying out loud. And I, I want to say that. Uh, uh, let me ask you something. Is it uh, what, what? What brand are you drinking today? Pardon me. Five six seven oh five sixty. I want to know if it was Schmirnoffs or you know maybe a cheaper brand. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. 
Pardon me? I going a little too fast for everybody? Uh -huh. Okay, sorry. Put your teeth back in, too, by the way, pal. People are starting to talk. Here's Miami Lakes. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. That's a hard act to follow. Oh, he's beautiful. But I think I have a, um, I think I have an answer to your question. Why God created, uh, hell. Yes. So it'd be good. Uh, he created hell as a consequence for man's actions. In other words, I remember when I was in college, if I drank too much, it was great when I was getting high, but the next morning I woke up with a hangover. I thought to myself, geez, I don't think I want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and the Ten Commandments, you're with me, right? I'm listening. Okay, okay. The Ten Commandments. I'm listening. I'm with you. I'm listening. Okay. Anyway, the Ten Commandments, what, what problem do you have with that? Is, is that, is that not a bad, um, order to follow in life or no? What about that? Shall not commit adultery. How many people are committing adultery? Um, Again, that's the, what are the consequences to that action? You're going to ruin a marriage. You're going to ruin a family. Maybe, choose, maybe not. But if you choose, didn't, to, didn't ruin Will, well, Will Chamberlain never got. He was smart. He never got married. Well, twenty thousand. Yeah. Know, he, he, any, anyway, well, most of you guys are jealous. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> any, anyway, I, you know, it's funny. It, it's ironic. A person like yourself, very intelligent, very bright guy, very yeah. humorous guy. Mm -hmm. God's using you. I mean, what you're doing. God is using me to yeah. do what? Yes, to make sure that other people open up their mind and realize how ridiculous the whole religion thing is. And that's Thank one, you, God. That's one way. That's one way to put it. That's one way to put it. Yeah. But of all the topics you choose, you know that people love this topic. Yeah. And you know, at, at some point. Yeah, because they know that it's all a bunch of bullcrap. That anybody with a half a brain that's using it and wants to free themselves from the brainwashing knows how silly it all is. It's embarrassingly ridiculous. Well, I, I think God invented hell to, so there's consequence for our actions. Yes. Yes, okay. and, and, and is that why the born again Christians will tell you that if somebody like uh, Hitler uh, would have accepted Christ on his deathbed, that he would have gone to heaven? Look what we got out of that. Uh, who's going to say that's Who's going to say that's good? Uh, you, you know, to get into the politics, uh, politics. No, of no, it. forget about the politics of it. We're talking morality. You know, good, bad, evil, consequences of your evil. What What kind of possible What, what kind of possible incentive is there for there to be a good person if you can accept some kind of fairy tale and go to heaven? Who says that person accepts the fairy tale and goes to heaven if, if, if they're not? That's sure. what the born again Christians tell us. Well, I don't know. I think that, I think that's debatable. And I have a problem with somebody who says that you know uh, I'm a Christian and I just killed six people and I yeah. I know I'm going to heaven. Well, there's only two people that know that: the person that's saying that and God. And God, yeah. And you and I are going to sit back mm -hmm. and judge who's right. I don't know. No, we'll be in the boxes where we'll be, sir. When that day comes, we'll be in the box with all the other dead people. But have a great day. Oh. There has to be a consequence for our actions. Don't you see the parallel between drinking too much and shooting <laughs> your butts out? Don't you see the parallel between that and burning in the eternal lake of fire because the Lord is a loving God? And everything is evil, man. Everything is wicked. Everything you like, whether it's ha you know having a, too many beers, whether it's going out and getting laid. Everything that's good is evil, and you're going to burn in hell if you do it. That's right. The S&M God. There has never been more S&M, more twisted, sick crap than in the evil book. They call it the good book. They should call it the bad book. The bad book says a pile of crap. Media is sick and needs help badly. Perhaps one of the most interesting words in the English language today is the word f Out of all of the English words that begin with the letter F, f 
is the only word that is referred to as the F word. It's the one magical word. Just by its sound can describe pain, pleasure, hate, and love. F as most words in the English language, is derived from German, the word fricken, which means to strike. In English, fuck falls into many grammatical categories. As a transitive verb, for instance, John fucked Shirley. Its meaning is not always sexual. It can be used as an adjective, such as John's doing all the fucking work. As part of an adverb, Shirley talks too fucking much. As an adverb, enhancing an adjective, Shirley is fucking beautiful. As a noun, I don't give a fuck. As part of a word, absolutely or in incredible. And as almost every word in a sentence, the fucking fuckers. As you must realize, there aren't too many words with the versatility of fuck, as in these examples describing situations such as fraud. I got f***ed at the used car lot. Dismay. Oh, f*** it. Trouble. I guess I'm really f***ed now. Aggression. Don't f*** with me, buddy. Dismissal. Why don't you go outside and play hide and go f*** yourself? I'm sure you can think of many more examples. Yeah. Say it loudly and proudly. F*** you. All right, 115 at 560 WQM. So here's the word from uh, Clarence. Pavel Bury will be evaluated before game time in Toronto tonight, so he actually could play tonight. Do the Leafs want that to happen? No. No, just uh, sit him out. Give him a rest. And uh, Scott Mellonby, of course, will miss the game tonight. He had a concussion from uh, slamming into the end boards last night. But uh, maybe not as bad as everyone thinks. He'll be evaluated tomorrow. They'll take a look at him and uh, see how it goes. May not miss that much time. Thank God. Here's a Coral Springs. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I can tell you who God is. Whoever invented Halcyon. Yeah. That's it. That's who he is. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Larry. I was Larry King doing a voice. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. I thought he was going to say whoever invented ecstasy. They're all raving about it on the beach. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yeah, Neil. If anyone doesn't believe uh, hell exists, they ought to go down to Miami. Yeah. Bottom line. OJ, do I use my nine millimeter or my nine iron when I see you on the golf course? <laughs> Five six seven oh five sixty pound pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. I think there's a message in there, OJ. I think they're trying to convey it to you slowly but surely, and you're a little slow on the uptake. They don't want you here. Oh man, that's well, just the way it is. Okay, maybe in Poughkeepsie, New York, they might not notice you too much. Okay, maybe you get lost like on 12th Street in downtown Detroit, they wouldn't notice you. Kind of blend in. We just don't want your ass here. And the rest of you, we're not too crazy about either. Here's Miami. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. No one's talked about what a great game Trevor Kidd has been playing for the last three yeah, games. Yeah, he's playing good. Is he going to be uh, playing tonight? No, Sean Burke's playing tonight. He's back from his... Oh, uh, Sean Burke's uh, headache is gone? Right. Um, now, what's the situation with the pizza off? Uh, a week from next to Tuesday. Tuesday oh, it's going to be on? What? It's going to be on for next week? No, no, a week from next Tuesday. Tuesday, oh, the 26th, 6 to 8 p.m. Oh, great, great. Okay, pal. See you there. See you there. Bye. There you go. That's the update. I'm glad he reminded me. Pizza Loft has been postponed for next Tuesday. I mean, if you go over there, yeah, he'll sell you a nice meal. Our good buddy Ponytail, but we're not going to be doing our thing there next Tuesday. We had to postpone it to make sure we get the repressed disc in. We don't want to go there and, uh, you know, put too much pressure on this whole thing. We want to make sure we got all the good stuff and then, uh, you know, do the best we can.
for Center One in spite of the fact that this place, yeah, why even rehash it? You know, it's just a lot of aggravation. Just a lot of aggravation, a lot of chores, and a lot of ineptness, and a lot of incompetence, and a lot of people who have been in this place who had no business even being allowed in the door. That's part of the problem. People just, like I told you before many months ago, stealing a paycheck every couple of weeks, just wandering around, just to going through the motions, and not doing a good job of even that. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Okay, sir. Uh, Neil, I was just, I just wanted to comment on a couple of points. First, on all this Cubans going crazy, this fascist. Mm-hmm. It's so funny, I'm sitting there, I'm ready to go out Saturday night or Friday night, whenever it was. I flip on the TV while I'm getting dressed, and I see this guy screaming, free libertad, in the back, freedom. And yet, they're preventing people from uh, expressing their freedom to, like, go to whatever concert they want. Yeah. And, uh... How, how and, about, you know, they're always yelling, viva Cuba uh, libre, how about viva los Estados Unidos libre, how about that? Yeah, you yeah, know, how about get over freedom it. here? And you know what? I mean, they're they're ashamed to all the Hispanics, and I hate it when we get bunched up with the Cubans because the Cubans suck, you know. That's, and, what, uh, that's what I hear. Yeah, that's what I hear too. But uh, and then and then you know what? Especially I feel in sorry the tea rooms at Westland, I hear they're real busy. But anyway. But you know what? This uh, the I feel sorry for the Cubans that are in Cuba right now. But for all these old Cubans that came over, yeah. they deserve what they got. They they had all the wealth. They never spread the wealth around to the poor blacks. Mm-hmm. They basically kept these people like like a slave, as as farmhands, just cutting cane, you got doing it. doing nothing for them. Mm-hmm. And you know they got what they deserved. And now they're over here whining and bitching yeah. instead of ever trying to fix the problem. I, I the think it would be sensational if they, we could send them all back right now and see uh, just how they can fend for themselves. I think it would be great. It'd be beautiful to Go send over them and back straighten to things out. Yeah, it'd be beautiful. Send them back to that banana republic that they claim is so great. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to go home and start packing many notes for them as soon as I get out of here. You know what? I'll help you, man. Okay, you thanks care. a lot, pal. And of course, uh, you always need a life raft, so maybe we'll throw in a guayabera too. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Tamarack. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. I uh, wanted to call you because I know you have a love for uh, hockey. I saw a movie called uh, Mystery Alaska. Yeah, oh, I, I saw the previews on there, right? Uh, you'll love Naked it. young better. hockey players. That's what I hear. It's uh, really a good movie. Got good storylines. And I heard uh, got very high reviews by Graham and, uh, James. Uh, I won't spoil it and tell you about it. Right. But it was great. Uh, that's one thing I wanted to mention too. Great show. I have a little personal experience about religion. Mm-hmm. Can I share it with you? Sure. Uh, I was heavy into drugs. Alcoholic, into organized crime in a small oh, way, mm-hmm. and uh, somebody shared with me about how it changed life to take place if you put faith in Jesus, and I did, oh, and hey. I'm yeah. completely uh, delivered and set free, mm-hmm. and enjoying my life, enjoying my family. You can say something sarcastic, I'm telling you about what I've went through and what he did for me personally. I haven't even said anything yet. Well, I'm waiting. I'm scared of you, man. <laughs> I just I just got through saying, like Jesse Ventura said, religion is a crutch for weak-minded people. And obviously, you had, I was never, you I was had some weaknesses. Minded. That was the problem. I was a very strong-willed person. Yeah. And but I was empty inside. It was a void inside my heart. It wasn't mm-hmm. in my mind. It was well, in my you need, heart. you needed a crutch. It's it's the best crutch I ever found. Well, if it works for you, it's great. A good one, man. Okay. I mean, it's it's a heavenly one. Okay. It really is good. More power to you, sir. Thank you, Neil. Go see the movie. You'll enjoy it. And I'll pray for and the, you. And the Omega Code, too. See the Omega Code. Okay. Get out of here. So here's a guy that's calling in who's uh, found Jesus, but he still wants me to go see a movie with the naked young hockey players. Thank you, sir. Oh! God bless you. We'll all pray for you. Mr. Elaski said it's pretty good, even though George don't want to see it. I'm telling you, there's got to be some hot chicks in there. Any movie that's got hot teenage uh, hockey players, 
He's got to have some hot young chicks in there. Oh, I know, it's a hockey movie. That's right. I'm sorry. I'll wait till it comes out on cable. Forgot about that. By the way, rumor has it that they're disconnecting the game show channel from Boca Brian's cable. Now, just to punish him for being uh, such a sourpuss, they're they're taking off the game show channel, and at that point, he's just going to go home and end it all. I mean, what's life without uh, Alan Ludden? You know, I do love that bit, but nobody in this audience understands it. In fact, every time I play Alan, Larry, and Bert, it's like a command performance, because Boca Brian and I are the only ones old enough to understand it. Yeah, so get out of here with that. Yeah, next we'll, be, next we'll have John Charles Daly in here with Dor- the ghost of Dorothy Kilgallen and Arlene Francis and Soupy Sales and Bennett Thurf. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Pretty good. Listen, uh, about I remember that religion. show, Thoughts My Line. What is it? Yeah, yeah. About the religion thing. You know, it works for that guy that's good. But, you know, it's like if you look back on the Greeks and, and all the gods, they had a god for everything. Oh, yeah, I know. In fact, the Greeks, that was their favorite line was, oh, God, that's good. Stick it in there again. <laughs> exactly. And so when we look back on that, we actually study it in school now on what a forest that was. Yeah. But we're so big, we call our god God. Right. Oh, yeah. Every, every, every uh, you know, culture that comes along, their god is the right one. There you know, it's, it's, uh, have only been about 45,000 gods throughout the ages, and it's all a bunch of bull crap. It's fairy tales. Exactly. Fairy tales, exactly. like like Jesse Ventura says, it's fun for the feeble-minded. It's fairy tales for weak people. And if, like I said to this guy, if it does him some good, if that's what he needs, that crutch to lean on, fine. Just don't uh, try to pawn it off on anybody else and use it as an excuse to condemn everybody else, which yeah, obviously they, he doesn't. Right, exactly. Then God bless him. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah go have at it. And, 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 you know, another thing. Well, don't go have at it because then uh, he'll really, really be in trouble. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's just crazy. And Leave that to the Spartans like Will Chamberlain. They were having and, it. And all the wars that have been fought all over this planet, half of them is over religion. Oh, more than that. Yeah, I would say. Religion or property or money, one or the other. And by the way, you know, the thing in Pakistan where they had the uh, military coup yesterday, you do right. realize that the conflict between the Indians and the Pakistanis is all over religion. You do understand that, too, don't you? Sir? Exactly. Exactly. So it's ridiculous. And, and if they got it all out of the wrong, when they throw the dirt on you, they throw the dirt on you. That's right. it. And it's going to happen to everybody, and that's that's where we're all equal and should treat each other nice. We're all going to close and get over it. And know? when the worms come after you, they're not choosy. <laughs> that's right. Have a great and day, pal. And in closing, and in closing, I went to, I went all through grade school with ponytail. So if you ever want to know some stories, uh, I got them. Okay. I'll talk, to you, talk I, to you later. Okay. There you go. We got ponytail by the short hairs, if he's got any, which I don't want to see. But I just, uh, you know, he's a great guy, but I don't want to see him. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Tamarack. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Good afternoon. Mm-hmm. Listen, that guy said not the one that just talked to you, the one before. He said he was into organized crime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He must be Henry Hill. Now he found God after all the good things he may have done, right? Right. <laughs> Listen. Uh, Don't they all? Yeah. Sure. Listen. Uh, for those of us who live in Broward County and have uh, Media One services, yes, have great news. Uh, so at the end of November, yes, they're closing their customer service offices here in Broward County in Pompano Beach. 200 employees will be left without work, and they're moving everything to Jacksonville. So if you have an outage, you will be calling Jacksonville. Oh, that's great. And then Jacksonville will be relaying everything down here to Pompano. Oi! Uh, More great service from Media One. Great. Uh, well, no, what gets me is that, as usual, like any other big American company, mm-hmm. they they wait until uh, close to the holidays or 
during the holidays to uh, fire uh, at least around 200 right. people without work. And happy Thanksgiving and Merry Christmas and Happy Chinooka, right? Right, right. Well, thanks for the good news. They may not be good, but at least they're consistent. Yeah, don't uh, keep your dish on, Neil. It's on. Okay. It's cooking. It's percolating. Have a great day, sir. There you go. More bad news as the consumer once again gets screwed. And the little guy. Five six seven oh five sixty. But God is looking out for us. So don't worry about it, okay? God will protect us against all these uh, corporate giants. Won't he? No. Five six seven oh five sixty in pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Not one person yet has told us so why God invented hell. Has one person had any kind of a even semi uh, intelligent? Well, I pretty much had it. What's that? The incentive. The threat of horrible pain and suffering to force you to do the right thing. I mean, that's evil and sadistic. What kind of a point, sadistic prick would do that? He wanted to show those angels, Lucifer and the angels, because that's where they're going to wind up yeah. along with us. Uh-huh. Him and everybody who follows well, it's, him. It's like these crazy religionists who always say, oh, well, you know, when we have some uh, natural disaster. Oh, and in fact, even in the insurance companies, they got in there an act of God. So that all, the, you know, he's pissed off at some uh, bunch of people, but all the innocent ones uh, get blown away. Their life doesn't mean anything either because he doesn't have good aim. There are no innocent people. He doesn't Another have good aim. Sin. Don't you understand? He's got bad aim. He's old. He's feeble. He's got bad aim. So look out for God. He's going to get you. If it's either O.J. will get you or God will get you first. O.J.'s got better aim is what I hear. Tiffany Hoover out the moon, man. With the holidays approaching and your entire family coming over to visit, you need to be ready. Oh, man. Uncle George, was that you? That wasn't me. That was your sister. Uncle George, I was not. I uh, actually think it was your grandmother, kids. When Grandma lets one go, everyone knows it's not polite to make a big scene over it. But how are you to know? Hi, Grandma. Well, with the all-new Old Fart, you can. Just mount the Old Fart apparatus in the family room, and when Grandma rips one, the Old Fart will blink ever so slightly, just enough so that Grandma can't see it. But everyone one else knows. Oh my! Uh, how about some more pie, sis? Good idea. Save Grandma the embarrassment and pick up the old fart today. One thirty-two at five sixty. W U A M. We're now broadcasting from hell. During a commercial break. God reached his tentacles under the ceiling and set us straight to hell. The Neil Rogers show burns in hell. And so do all of you. What do you think? Go back. Your mother goes back in hell. Your mama too. Oh, this is great. I should, I, I think I might do the whole show with this thing every day. This is fantastic. What do you think? I, oh, got to get away. I think. I like that one. I think. It's great. It sounds like those. Mafia informed they have on CBS News on 60 Minutes with their voice shredded so they don't get hit by those button men. Here is a Miami. Hello. 
Yes, Neil. Yes, sir. I'm always up there. Boots ready and next table. Okay, great. Here's uh, Homestead. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Uh, touch Let's on talk Linda He's speaking in tongues now. Yeah, yes. You got that right. What's McCall? With the OJ thing, uh, you What's know, if this guy moves from California State to another state, yeah. and he gets a job where he's earning X amount of dollars, uh-huh. the state of California well, that's, doesn't that's the reason that he wages. wants to come to Florida, because uh, they don't... They don't have a reciprocal. There's something about the uh, the deal. They can't take his money. Here. Right, right. It's like a catch-22 where they can't garnish his wages. Right. So I think he's looking to open a knife shop over on 27th Avenue. That's what I hear. And the other thing is. He, he says it might not go, but he'll take a stab at it. Got that right. You're going to bring in Demetrius Underwood, by the way, to uh, work as the clerk. <laughs> behind the, uh... There you go. You think that place is uh, bad to work for? I got two words for you that's worse. American Airlines. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Have a good one, man. Okay, thanks. Enjoy. And watch out for those damn uh, hand grenades. You got that right. Okay. Please move your feet back from the door and place all your hand grenades in the overhead before takeoff. Thank you. Here's a mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello. Yeah, this is Ben. I got a hockey question for you. Yes, I sir. haven't heard any update on uh, Mellon B and Bure. Well, I'll give you the uh, latest as of a half hour ago. Bure is not as bad as we thought, thank God, and he's going to it's going to be evaluated just before game time tonight. And Mellon B uh, had a concussion, but not a real bad one, and he's with the team in Toronto. Will not play tonight, but they'll uh, take a look at him again tomorrow. So that's uh, not not as bad as we uh, feared. That's good here. What do you think of the Panthers so far this year? Well, undefeated, you can't do much better than that. It wasn't a very exciting game last night, but, uh, you know, and then with the, the injuries, it was enough to tear your guts out. But uh, what's not to like? The whole question is, can we keep them healthy? That's true. I'm fired up about the season. All right, thanks. All right. There's a Panther fan. How do you like that? Oh, oh! The only problem with this, oh, I see. you got to shut it off. Oh, because he will not. Here's uh, Pompano. Hello. Uh, Neil. Yes, sir. Hell, we're in it. Okay. I'm listening, pal. Speak up. Speak up. Hell, we're yeah. in it. Okay, thanks. As if we didn't already know that. Five six seven oh five sixty. Come on, cut out with this crap. It's uh, vibrating. And pound five. Oh, it must be multi-purpose. Pound five sixty on the eighteen T wireless line. Here's Fort Myers. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. You have a great show, but you don't have no advertising whatsoever in Fort Myers. Really. Yeah, I mean, I I found your well, show. Well, we'll send some of the uh, spare spots from over here to Fort Myers. I mean, and I'm Hank, pay- says, Hank says he's got about 40 minutes of spots. He'll be happy to ship over there today. I'm paying for this call from Fort Myers, and it's like ridiculous. Yeah, but the good news is that uh, our we've already ordered the 800 number, and starting in just a few days, we'll have uh, your own uh, number. Uh-huh, yeah, I heard that before. No, seriously. But listen, I called you because um, I was talking about I was thinking about that uh, hazing thing you were talking about, and I was in the Navy for four years. Yes, sir. And, like, when we had to cross the international date line, we had to do this thing called walk day where they had like, they had guys, we had to walk around. If you never crafted before, you had to walk around in your underwear and have other guys beat you and look over the side of the ship. And while you're there beating, you had to call for flipper and stuff like that. All right. And then to top it off, we had this contest called the sea, the sea bitch contest. Yeah. And they had a guy from each division dressed up like a woman. And like, we were out to sea for already like 50 days. So, I mean, these guys already looking like, you know, women to begin with. And, it's like don't ask, don't tell. But I mean, yeah. they had like the royal baby, and they had a guy, you know, the biggest, fattest guy. To ship a lot of faggery going on out there on that uh, with those semen. No, 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 no. I never went down on anything hard, you know, long and full of semen. <laughs> but, uh, you okay, know, I, pal, we believe you. Okay, right. have a great day. You too, baby. You and the Wilt, Wilt is still. 
Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. Here's Margate. Hello. Yeah, first time caller. Uh, yes, sir. Just wanted to touch about the religious thing. Every time I talk to somebody about religion, they're so into it. They can never answer any of my questions. Like, you know, God was everywhere in the beginning, and now talking. They talk double talk. They go blah, 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 like that. Yeah, they they don't. And, but they still they got that faith thing going. So I can't argue with them. There, good for them. Uh, on the Panthers, I'm watching the game last night, not the Panther game, but another one. I see some guy on the ground for 15 minutes. I don't see one clip of what happened. So A-plus for those guys in the uh, whatever crew that they're in because they suck. And uh, third thing. Well, what do you mean by that? I don't well, understand. I'm sitting here trying. The game that was on last night was the Flyers and the Caps. Well, I'm a Flyers fan, but I, I didn't see the game. Well, I was watching. You were, I, I can understand why you're reluctant to admit that. Yeah, right? I'm no longer a fan, actually. We're uh-huh. so bad. We haven't spent money on anybody. Nice one, Beezer. Oh, he let in a what, five greasy goals last night. Nice one. That's what my pops told me. Mm-hmm. But uh, nah, they didn't show a clip of the guy that, you know, Melanie gets nailed and they don't show for 15 minutes. They show him on the ground dying, but mm-hmm. I don't see a clip of what happened. It just, uh, you know, it pisses me off. Well, no, nobody hit him. He just lost his, he just uh, skated through a run. Yeah, God hit him and he went down. God hit him and he just went right <laughs> to the boards. Right? Not you all. One of those uh, God, frog gods. But no, I mean, I watch the game sometimes and there'll be a fight going on and the camera guy isn't even following him. They're just, it's, yeah. Florida's really bad when it comes to that. Third thing. I haven't I haven't been late in a while and uh starting to think about going gay, you know, find a nice guy, maybe watch him football, get some head. Yeah, I don't think what are you so. Doing you don't sound like the type. Five six seven oh five sixty, pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. He's thinking of going gay. Gray, I think maybe. I think he left the letter out. Can't beat that gator meat. There's something wrong with our TV. Our program director is upset. I asked him what was so upsetting, but he ran outside the studio instead. Oh, <laughs> 
So anyway, thank you so much. The name of the movie was Hell Night with Linda Blair. And uh, who did I say was that? It wasn't Willie Ames. It was Vincent Van Patten that was in that movie. So sorry. Running around naked through the whole movie. How could you forget that? Here's a mobile in Miami Lakes. Hello. Hello, Miami Lakes? Yes, sir. Yeah, hi. Neil, first time uh, caller. I enjoy your show. All right. Really a uh, breath of fresh air. Yes, it is. Uh, can I change the subject just a little Anything bit? Anything you like, sir. Uh, okay, thank you. Uh, just watching CNN, uh, Janet Reno was on, uh, I don't know if she's on now, but uh, was on uh, discussing the uh, aid to Colombia and this uh, money that General or the President uh, Pastrana apparently wants, uh, $1.5 billion. Yeah. Yeah, this war on drugs mm-hmm. or whatever. Of course. Uh, you know, I'm married to a Colombian for 23 years, been to Colombia many, many times. Right. In fact, I was there six months ago. And uh, as nice as the people are and as beautiful as this country is, this is a, a farce, really. I mean, this is $1.5 billion that he's asking for of our tax money to go down and try to fight a war that is really ridiculous. Of course. I, I feel powerless. I have to flush it, it down a toilet somewhere. Well, I don't, we have yeah, people who are I mean, starving. We have kids without textbooks in schools, and we're going to give a billion and a half dollars away as part of this ongoing farce, this uh, this uh, dog and pony show they keep putting on well, called the War on Drugs. Absolutely ridiculous. In fact, I was just in Colombia about six or eight months ago, I guess, and we were discussing this this so-called war on drugs with the people who were there in Colombia. Right. They're laughing at us. I mean, they, I mean, they're actually laughing at our government. For the uh, I don't know naivete well, or whatever you just, want to call it, of spending that on, money. They just had the piece on 60 Minutes here a week or two ago about all the money that they've already spent and about how they went down there and our our CIA or whoever our Defense Department went and trained all of these uh, soldiers and about all all the efforts that have been made and it, it's a waste of time. Yes, as I, soon as they get rid of one guy, they got other drug lords. It's meaningless. It means absolutely right. nothing. So I don't know I don't know what we can do as as I mean it, you feel somewhat powerless because it's not. In our hands. I mean, we're not talking about a million dollars for this or this is 1.5 billion right. with a B, uh-huh. and it is a scary thing when you know that they're sending that kind of money to fight something that's basically. Uh, I mean, when are we going to? No, no, not fight fund. You have the F right, but they're funding. <laughs> they're no, they're funding the bureaucracy that right. exists for this phony war on drugs. It's right. a multi-billion-dollar bureaucracy, which is just a farce and a total fraud. Well, and, and like the governor, that... like the governor of New Mexico said last week, it's long overdue that we started decriminalizing drugs and dealing with this as a health problem, not a criminal problem, Absolutely. just like they do in civilized countries. And I think when the American people wake up to that fact, that hopefully we'll either elect people like a Jesse Ventura right. or someone who who have the at least common sense, which is never the rule of thumb in Washington, common sense to say, hey, this is ridiculous. And I'm not saying that Colombians are corrupt, but there is a tremendous amount of corruption on the higher levels. So this kind of money doesn't trickle down to where it's supposed to go. It just is wasted money, wasted tax money, and it's, you know, I just... I saw her on the CNN what, 10 minutes ago, and I thought, you know, i got to call and say something. I mean, it's just, just ridiculous. We have to wake up in this country. Okay, have a great day. Thank you. See you. What, what are you battling about? The Colombians are corrupt. He said he didn't want to say the Colombians are corrupt. Yeah. The but, Colombians are corrupt. Well, so we know. What's the point? I mean, there you go picking on more Hispanics again. Anybody but the Cubans, okay? Thank God we don't have no corrupt Cubans here. Uh, Especially I in about County. them. Yeah, let's pick on the Cubans. Leave the Colombians alone, okay? They can't help it. They're ugly. Oh, here's a fact from Al Goldstein telling us he's going to be in town. Uh, you know, we don't care about that. We like you, Al, but we don't care. You're not, you're not as important as you think you are. Although we do love that apartment in Amsterdam. We never would go there. Clean it up a little bit. Maybe we'll go there sometime. Get that toilet uh, all cleaned up there. What a mess. What a slob. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. 
Neil. Yes, sir. Oh, I'm glad I had a chance to talk to you today. Um, this happened to be a Cuban that came here in 1972, and uh, I can't really say be American because that's what I am. I am an American. Right. However, let me tell you, you know, there's a lot of being going on about this group, Bam Bam, and a lot of people calling your show, and uh, personally, I'm not the one that uh, is going to go to demonstrate anything at all. But let me tell you, before I came to this country, I happened to be 23 years old. I spent three and a half years in uh, jail in Cuba. Yeah. And my only crime was being the son of my father, which spent 17 years in jail. Uh-huh. Uh, just for disagreeing with the regime. Right. That's the only crime that he ever committed there was disagreeing with the regime of Castro. Right. So I guess that anybody that went through that is entitled to go and demonstrate also. I didn't, but I think that everybody's entitled to their own opinion. First of all, you're supposed to have a permit to demonstrate. That's number one. And mm -hmm. number two, in, under any circumstances, with or without a permit, you're not entitled to, to, to spit at people, to throw rocks and bottles and batteries at people and try to intimidate them. That has nothing to do with the freedom here. In fact, I'm not saying that. The very kind of repression.